supposed to say again? What kind of podcast is this? Oh, this is Bad Playstyle. We're a video game book club podcast, wherein we talk about the video game we played this week. NSFW? Uh, yeah, we, we swear a lot. And we're going to fucking spoil the shit out of this game. Yeah, I was going to say, what about secrets? Yeah, we're going to ruin all the secrets. Such as? Such as, Basta was really your mom. I said dad. (laughs) Doesn't matter. meant to be understandable. <laughs> um, so, it's kind of a design feature. Welcome to Bad Play Style. My name is Matthew. I'm Owen. Nicias. I'm still Keenan, which is yeah. great. <laughs> also, I realized yesterday we have not said that Bad Play Style is a place where any play style is acceptable in yeah. a while. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, we haven't been bumping our core ethos. Yeah, still so just, That's a great point. I wanted to get in there on that. Yeah. So I've been watching a new YouTuber uh, called Civi Eleven. Yeah. Um, and his whole thing is he he plays old FPSs like Doom era <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, this guy. He plays like <laughs> okay. Doom and Sin and Blood and and like <laughs> all those one word same engine games. Yeah. All those build engine games, and um, he's got like this. He has this machismo thing where he, I don't play on easy. Um, oh, sure. And this is a, this is a nice segue to our thing of <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah, play, play whatever difficulty you want. Play man. how you need to enjoy it. I, I mean, also though, like if I'm looking for that type of YouTube channel, like that's kind of what I'm coming for. Though <laughs> I don't, I don't begrudge him doing that, right? Like, okay, I should be clear. CV's content, I think, is better for him having a hard time in these old FPSs mm. occasionally. But like, if you're playing video games, uh. You should enjoy that. Yeah. I think his shtick is by design, though. Yeah. Those games on easy are stupid. Yeah. They're so easy, right? And the thing about those games that I remember is that every time you bump the difficulty up, it's a different fucking world. Yeah. Like, the game functions in a fundamentally different way as far as enemy AI in most of those games in that era, where, like, in hard mode, they move and shoot instead of move then shoot, right? Like, well, I would like to stop talking about legendary okay, outer yeah. space alien <laughs> Carmack and start talking about, um, yeah, good point. Hey, what did we play this month? This month, <laughs> this episode, we played Fallout New Vegas, which is part of why we had the, the previous episode, yeah. The, so, yeah. so December's a nightmare, so we just decided to, to fuck it. Usually, we meet over two weeks, and uh, that wasn't working, so. Fallout New Vegas is a big game. Why not marinate in it? Stew yeah. in that shit. Take, um, take your time. And so fall, fall I, I'm going to check back in. Are we at the end of our Fallout train, or do the listeners have more to look forward to? I don't know. You still don't know. I still okay, don't know. we're still waiting on that. I, I, I haven't looked back in on New California. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I I want to play New California, but I don't want to play it. If we're gonna do it for the podcast, okay, just yeah. hold off on it. No, I, I mean, like, I am. I'm just, I'm like, I'm gonna play it at some point, regardless. Yeah, me too. Of how it turned out, um, right? But he's saying he doesn't want to go into it if it's a podcast episode. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, uh, the last time I tried to check in on the mod, there hadn't been an update to it, but it was supposed to have the 1.0 release in December, and I haven't checked in since the new year started. So it's presumably out by now, but who knows? 
Shit happens in development, too, man. Yeah. Question. Should we have a term slash do we have a term for finishing the game so early you don't fucking remember it? Um, I think we need one. Yeah. Owning yourselves? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I finished this game like three weeks ago. Yeah, well, I think the person who has done that the most yeah. is you. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. either in or you're not on a game in a way, in a profound yeah. way. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a fact. Um, so, alright. So, I'm not... I, I did not Owen myself on this one. Okay. <laughs> um, you definitely did on Shadowrun, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you played Shadowrun Hong Kong like three times while we played it Well, well so, that, I didn't, though, because I, I beat it. And then I waited like half a week, and then I beat it one and a half more times. Okay, okay, sorry, um, not like three, but two days before we had episode, did it so much you like created a blur of your own <laughs> memories? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> speaking of games that aren't Fallout New Vegas, yeah, what what game are you bringing up? I well, I was going to talk about the games we've been playing lately. Oh, cool. Um, I I'll go first. I've been playing a lot of Divinity Two. And very recently, I roped another member of this podcast who's not Owen into playing it with me. Very yeah. recently, like today. Yeah. <laughs> Day I'd, of recording. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter. Uh, the ve- listeners already know that I think it's a great game, and the numbers are a beautiful uh, panoply of, of swirling uh, relationships that make my mind tingle. Yeah, we were kind of talking about this before we came yeah. over. Uh, that game, while not incredibly narratively... Incredible. Yeah, Rivalon's kind of a dog shit setting. It's kind of, it's kind of like. I mean, besides the elves that eat people. No, so that's the thing. It's like it's this generally bland setting with some cool ideas in it, right? Um, and and I was saying, you asked me like sort of how it felt after we like powered through like four hours together, and I was saying like, okay, I don't really give a shit about this narrative, but there's enough going on in the game that I want to keep playing. Like the systems in the game, the environments. It's a really fucking like pretty. CRPG mm-hmm. in a way that, like, I loaded the game in and was like, whoa, I, I forgot these games had the potential to look this way. Well, like, and we talked about this on Fallout 1. The game's just fun to play. Right, right. Yeah. Um, And we were talking about, like, the multiplayer thing brings this other dimension to it that... I really like that it's a CRPG that's multiplayer. Well, and they really effectively make those things work. Yeah. I was really blown away the first time you are like, I'm gonna fight, help! And I run over, and as soon as I get in range, I'm in combat. Instead of it being like, you're four screens away, fuck you, use your turns, the way some games would do that. Yeah. Um, I I really thought, like, okay, someone thought about, like, how do we make this flow well? Mm. In a way that, that made that experience, like, cool, instead of frustrating, the way other games have before. And then so... I feel like there's a lot of stuff in that game, the way the environmental stuff works in combat, the way, um, even the way, like, stealing, doing crimes is cooperative. Oh, yeah, we had to cooperate <laughs> to do crimes, because one guy has to be like, hey, man, what's up? And then the other guy pickpockets him, yeah. and you're like, hey, dude, you clear? And he's like, I'm clear. It's like, hey, fuck off. And then I leave. <laughs> yeah, like, like, when you go into sneak mode in this game, you get cones of vision for everyone in the area. Oh, that's cool. And so... The first time I tried to steal stuff, I was playing it like old school game where I'm just like, oh, I got this, I got this, I got this. And then this lady's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And we end up fighting her and she kills us both and we reload. Oh, I think we, we reloaded because it was fucked. Like well, the situation. I, we reloaded because I was like, hey, this is like a person with thoughts and dreams and <laughs> like, you, you shouldn't do this. Okay. So. Clearly I wasn't on that level yet. No. Um, but 
But then, so like, is it like every other game where, like, if they can't choose stealing, it's immediately a life and death battle no. with whoever's there? No, there was no. a conversation. Yeah, there's a um, conversation, and like, if you have the right skills and stuff, you can be like, oh, I don't know, you can shit. you can lie your way out. Or uh, one of the ones that happened is I only stole like a really low value item. You from stole somebody. like an orange from somebody, and they were like, "Hey, you steal my orange?" And you're like, "Yeah, here's your orange." And they were like, "Get the fuck out yeah. of here!" Yeah, <laughs> like, like that that kind of thing can come up instead, but. But that's a dialogue option once that happens. That mm-hmm. does I, I've been thinking a lot lately about a, a quote I heard on Twitter, where it's a, a stealth game is only as good as what happens when you mm-hmm. fuck up and fail stealth. That's absolutely yeah. true. Um, what are your options after that? I remember the, the lady from um, Double Bear. Mm-hmm. Or, is that Double it, Fine? No. Uh, Annie uh, Van Beer? Yeah, I listened to her at PAX once, and she was talking about how, like... Or, no, 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 uh, uh, Annie Mitsoda. Yeah, yeah, Annie Mitsoda, right. Thank you. Um, she was talking about how, like, if you have crime in your game, you have to have, like, the consequences for yeah. crime in your game. But they can't just be like, you you didn't save scum, fuck you. It has to be, like, fun to be in jail. Yeah. Right? Like, like I think the only game where it's ever been fun to be in jail is Oblivion. I was just about to point like, that out. Like, like that I, system works. Well, no, it was Skyrim I got put in jail, but I was a werewolf. So I picked the lock and then werewolfed out, and everyone was like, oh my god, it's a werewolf, and then I killed everybody and left, and everyone was like, dude, did you hear there was a werewolf in the jail? And I was like, yeah, I heard about that. But yeah, like, they thought that. it was a werewolf, not me. Right? <laughs> so. And that is a great example of a system working right. within the, the grand scheme of the game. Right. And and I really... I Matt, doing crimes in that game reminded me of Payday. <laughs> Dude, it brought was, back that feeling. I was watching a Rainbow Six YouTuber the other day, and they were on the bank level, mm-hmm. and all, all, they all like stacked up on uh-huh. one of the, the ceiling hatches and shot it and dropped down at the same time, and were like, let's get rich, there's cops, ah, get the money, and they were like bashing the money to get it, and they were playing the fucking Vicklin track, uh, the Vicklin track, and I was like slapping my knee like, yes, the fucking track, bro! <laughs> <laughs> um... Damn, that game is so good. <laughs> I've been having some payday nostalgia lately. Um, yeah, that game is cool. Uh, I was telling you, I think it's a toolkit, and I think the game exists as a way to show off the toolkit. Well, because there's like GM tools. You yeah. can make your own game yeah, I, if you wanted to. But I think that game exists fo- fully to show you, look at all these cool functions we've built. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, a, I, I think that's an interesting way to build a product. It, it, it was like when... Um, I first played League of Legends, and I was like, who made League of Legends? And somebody was like, oh, it's this game, it's this company called Riot. And I was like, I never heard of them. And then I, like, understood what League of Legends was, and how hard it was to build, and how you could just keep building it. And I was like, oh, now I get why yeah. I never heard of them. League of and Legends I, is the Disneyland of video games. Well, it's, it's there's certain developers where you're like, I've never heard of them. And you play the game, you're like, I know I never heard of them. Your game this, sucks. This the only and sometimes you play it, you're like... Oh, I get it. You literally put more this, dev time, like three games worth of dev time into your game. That's yeah, why this, I've never heard of it. This is the only game. You yeah, know. yeah. And so, if you haven't heard of this game, then yeah. and you haven't heard of that company, right? Yeah, right. But anyway, we were talking about games we've been playing. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about. Uh, I made a bunch of eleven, twelve, and thirteen-year-old boys in the after-school program I work in play a bracketed pyre tournament oh cool Hell yes it That's was good. so fucking fun oh my god they were screaming at each other the <laughs> entire time like the people who normally when you do a tournament 
you have to like work to keep the other people who aren't playing engaged but this was like no they were like you gotta jump in higher higher has the right hooks and it's also fun to watch in a way that yeah no one knew how to do anything and i didn't explain anything except for what the stats meant and what the basic sort of like how it worked was um and so like they would they would discover the jump key and then all of a sudden the meta of who was being picked would change right they really liked uh, Sir Sir Gilman and Sir Deluge, the worm guys. Yeah, they they were like all about worms. Yeah. Worms jump really far. Um, yeah, but worms can't throw the ball for shit. But yeah. it was it was great. Um, we that was the single f- most fun I've had playing video games with the kids, and nice. I wasn't even playing video games. That's good. Um, yeah, and then we played a little bit of Death Squared, and Death Squared's great. It's a cooperative puzzle game where you die a lot. Um, it's hilarious. I've never heard of that. I'll have to look into it. Um, but Death Squared is one of those games, like, sometimes the parents come in and they're overwhelmed by what's happening on the screen, and so they're just like, okay, I'm going to figure out my kid and leave. And sometimes they're like, who's this? <laughs> yo, <laughs> this game? Yo, there's stuff going on Right, here. so with Pyre, the parents were coming in, they're like, I don't understand a single fucking thing that's happening on the screen, and I don't want to. Bye. And then with Death Squared, they're like, what's this? <laughs> What platforms is it on? <laughs> How much is it? How do I buy this for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. He's getting all the bare information yeah. so that he can experience yeah, it. Yeah, I had, I had three different dads ask me the information they needed to purchase this game. <laughs> so That's that awesome. was, I feel like, that was good. And I, I had another dad come in and go, you you getting paid to do this? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I've set up Matt, my, like, yeah. You're now a competitor to Steam and Epic. Because you are a game distributor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just give, me, give me five bucks. Yeah. Are you like shelling keys to parents? Yeah, it's like, yo, yo, I got pyre keys. You need yeah. some? Yeah. You're on a roll. What else have you played? That, that was all I wanted to talk about. Okay. I mean, I played... There's a, the standards. I played a little bit of um, the new Warframe content. They got a big new crab boss. It's fun. It's a new crab um, in Warframe? There's a new crab. And uh, Would the, you say that crab battle has come to Warframe? Yeah, and the cool. crab battle's fun. Okay. Um, it's it's one of those things where Warframe has always had the, like, the phase bosses, mm-hmm. right? And it still does, and they're getting better at it. Because um, it used to be, I remember in beta, all the bosses were just dudes with lots of health. Uh-huh. So the boss fight was really done on the build screen. You'd be like, how do I make this gun kill the boss in one hit? <laughs> Your loadout would be my melee weapon... <laughs> My trash mobs well, weapon and, and this my boss. Was, this was this was beta, so it was your loadout wasn't your melee weapon. It was this is my fucking helicopter. Oh yeah, because you remember <laughs> yep, the, the yep. we used to copter with Zorans mm-hmm. uh, across the map and with Thibodeaux. Mm-hmm. Um and then your secondary was this is what I'm going to use to get through all the trash, mm-hmm. and your primary was this is the boss gun. <laughs> this is the thing I hold down at that mm-hmm. thing to die. And your rhino because there's no other option. Because uh, Chroma doesn't exist yet. Because it's beta. Yeah, because yeah, beta. Uh, and that, that's all I wanted to talk about. And you've been playing a lot of Divinity. Oh god, so much Divinity. We don't uh, need to say more, I just yeah. wanted to... But I, I own all the save games. That's one thing about it, is that there's like one player, if you're playing multiplayer, like who's the host. host, who the save games are on their system. Uh, okay. Right? Um, which has afforded me the ability to shop, not under pressure from my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say... We, you I, just like load it up and go shop? I have certain friends who like... We, who in playing Divinity with them, where it's sort of stressful the pace that they are attempting to move at. Like, they're playing it as if it's like a Diablo game, wow, and they okay. need to move really fucking quickly through all the story. And, like, 
I'm really happy that another one of my friends started playing the game solo and, like, kind of knows what's happening next and can be like, hey, fucking stop, you're gonna get us killed. Nice. Right? Like, and that's, that's happened good. multiple times, and I'm like, thank you, because I, I, oh my god, this is probably all gonna get edited out, but it's stressful. I, I, I walked in the room the other day and I was like, Matt, that's a lot of fire. And he controlled himself really well. <laughs> he was almost like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And we talked about this after the fact. Yeah. But he explained the situation to me later. He's like, yeah, we were in that fire for like two hours and you walked in at a time where the fight got worse no, and said that? No, because so, so it's like this. <laughs> you start, it's oil blobs. And then you kill the oil blobs. And then it's bigger oil blobs. And then it's on fire oil blobs. Okay. And... So eventually, just the whole area is on fire. The whole is is and it you... like, a, are they like dividing when you kill them or something like that? No, they're just respawning when you kill like two thirds of the first wave. Oh, okay. Which is worse. This is waves? Yeah, yeah it's waves. Okay. Um, and you have a dumbass NPC who is like attempting to kill himself by running through all the fire. Oh, okay. Um, and if you kill them in the fire, any fire that is contiguous with that fire is now cursed fire, which does double damage and can't be put out. Wow. Um, so, so I walked in like an asshole without knowing. So yeah. that's a lot of fire. Like two and a half hours into this <laughs> only fight we did that night, and he's like, "That's a lot of fire." And I'm, I'm literally about to turn around and tell him to shut the fuck up, <laughs> get out of the kitchen. And I'm like, "He didn't do anything to me. This isn't his fault." And I turn around and I'm like, "You don't even know, dude." <laughs> but he had it. He had an edge to it. I was like, "Cool, done talking about it. Like, got it." <laughs> It's one of those. <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah, yeah but the game, is, yeah. the game is really gripping, and that was a fight that um, Brian, enemy of the show, I believe, Brian, <laughs> yeah, enemy yeah, of yeah. the show, Brian had done in uh, in Solo, um, like, three times and failed, mm-hmm. um, and we, as a group, the four of us, yeah. did it in the first try. Nice. Like, it was, it was hellish. I died twice, and somebody else died once. Yeah. Brian died once, and but it was like we did it. All right, well, so, and you strong said, work. He said one of the other party members was literally in the fire the entire time. Galen was on fire for two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. Anyway, oh, what you been playing? Uh, I bought a new game on Steam. Ooh. I've been playing Surviving Mars. Oh yeah, we were talking. Uh, about yeah, we haven't had a chance to discuss that with you yet. Yeah, uh, the game is. It has mixed reviews on Steam, and I really like it, and I also absolutely understand why it has mixed reviews on Steam. Why does it have mixed reviews on Steam? Let me me jam this in here. It's made by the developers of Tropico 3 through 5. Yeah. So it's published (laughs) by Paradox. It's a city management game on Mars. It's like near-term science fiction. So you're bringing payloads down on rockets and building domed cities and air miners and things like that and drilling up water and drilling up metals. Um, and, like, all of its interface is, like, 70% to where it needs to be. I'm sorry, man. Kind of like Tropica. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so there's like, it's just, like, everything's just, like, a little more cumbrous, cumbersome than it should be. And, the, like, there's a lot, just, like, there, there's, like, a polish pass it never got. Right. That, that it needs. Um, but it's a super fun, like, city management game where, like, you bring colonists in from off-world. Um, and you research technologies and, and then there's weird sci-fi shit you build rovers and then it so it does this thing that uh um paradox S- games do stellaris. yeah like stellaris does where um the the stellaris has the crisis that'll hit you like part way through the game and sometimes you can kickstart the crisis mm-hmm. and sometimes it just happens to you and so in surviving mars there is a mystery of mars um and it's 
really hard if you're new to the game to finish your mystery. Because um, like, I got a middle difficulty mystery on my first game, and it fucking ruined me. That was the balls, right? Yeah, yeah. So we, we found these. We found a, a perfect metallic sphere about the size of a city block buried out in the middle of the Martian Which desert. Which, if you've seen any sci-fi with perfect spheres, leave that shit alone. Yeah, right? So, uh, <laughs> so like, what, this one gives you the option of, like, starting your mystery when you want, because, like, you'll just find it. Right. So, it's a it's a sort of a reflection of the crisis going on in our D and D game currently. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Where one of our players has a um, terrible weapon of mass destruction <laughs> on their head. It's a, it's yeah. a sphere of annihilation. <laughs> so, so this this sphere, like fucking when, said, don't when, when you find it, like it gives you like this prompt. It's like, hey, uh, do you want to excavate this? Yeah. And and like you can say yes or no, and you can always go back and excavate. You can just go click it and be like, yeah. do it. Yeah, you can send a little. Uh, uh, are there robots? Yeah, yeah, you can cool. see a little RC drone thing. I was wondering there. if there's, like, Tor robots on Mars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me a lot of Factorio. Okay. Um, the, like, late-stage Factorio, when you get all the drones rolling, like, I had hundreds of drones just, swar- like, swarming Yeah, I remember that. You'd be city. like, you'd, like, lay a blueprint in your mind, and the drones would be like, yeah. yeah. That's when the game starts, if I'm being real about Factorio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's I didn't realize sure. until I got there, like, no, now I'm playing Factorio. <laughs> but so anyways, after you excavate it, it's like, hey, um, we've noticed that when we scan it with our scanners, um, it absorbs that energy, and it vibrates when we do that. Do you want to tra- just trans- <laughs> hey, want- transmit just a lot of energy to it? This? And it's like, yes or no, like, do this now if you want. And if you do, it gets up out of the ground and starts flying around. And then it starts dividing like a cell and making more and more of them. And then it creates like an artificial winter on your planet and everything freezes. And it annihilated my first home. Anyway, it's a cool game though. I really like it. Um, I like the save there. That was yeah. a good pullback. Dwarf Fortress has really hardened your heart against being angry that you... Oh, it made me really mad. Yeah. Like, like, it, like I was not insulated from it. I was like, man, fuck that. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just like, how am I supposed to have seen that coming? Fuck this. Fuck this. You know, and then I, like, started a new game. And yeah. Like, whatever. Then you were like, no, put the drip back in. Um, <laughs> also, it, it has a thing where um, there's, a like, a box of mutators you can check on that'll affect the game's difficulty in huge ways. Um, most of them disable achievements, but like, who cares? Um, like there's one where, um, so the, the game deals with, um, stockpiles a lot. Um, actually it made me appreciate how good the stockpile system in RimWorld is. Mm. There was a lot of like, I want to set stockpile priorities, um, just so this all runs smoothly. So I don't have to come fiddle with it all the time. Can't. The stockpile system in RimWorld is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but like one of the, in a really simple way, one of the mutators you can check on is, um, the first stockpile you place every morning, it'll just refill itself. Okay. Um, and so the game deals with, um, stock, there's two types. There's stockpiles for universal stockpiles where it'll save 30 of each space or it'll store up to 30 of each resource and, and save space for them. Mm-hmm. And then there's also dedicated stockpiles. So it's the first one resource. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can have like just a food stockpile or whatever, but the first universal stockpile you lay on your save game will refill every morning. That's like one of the ones that like, so at least you have some to work with. Yeah. That, that's idea. one of the ones that like dramatically changes things. Cause yeah. it means like you will literally never run out of food. Right. 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 Um, you could go beyond your daily food. Yeah. That, that's true. That, that's but... true. That's true. Um, and there's, there's like, some that are even just, like, straight up a creative mode, where it's just, like, every, you have infinite resources, you can, yeah you can always get more colonists, da-da-da-da-da, um, if you just want to build a nice-looking city. It has a really nice photo mode. You were telling me that, like, events and conditions on your colony 
dictate how many colonists are on offer, and I thought that was a really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like at any given time, there'll be like a a pool of applicants, and every time every I think it, I'm, I might be getting the ratio off. It's like for every two colonists that die not of old age on Mars on your colony, one gets removed from the applicant pool. Yeah. They're so like, like they, they get shook, which is like a, a simple measurement, but also like allows so many ways for that to happen. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty. Elegant. And like the different factions you play as will affect your colonist pool because like you can play as like some like weird religious Noah's Ark type group. Hell yeah. Um. <laughs> Or you can play as, like, China, or you can play as an international Mars mission, or you can be with Space Y, <laughs> uh, which is their SpaceX analog. Uh-huh. I like one of those options. Yeah. You can be spacey. Email us at badplaystyle at gmail.com <laughs> to guess which one. Yeah. If you get it right, I will send you a game we on got, Steam. We got so many game codes, y'all. Uh, so, I, I played as a few of the different factions. Japan's really good. Like, they, they have, like, the least applicants... Um, but their robots, their builder robots are super fucking Hell good. yeah. Um, Japan is good at robots. Yeah. This is true. Japan's good at living on Mars. <laughs> Shikata Ganai, man. <laughs> Any other games? Uh, I played Diablo 3. Yeah, we were doing that. Diablo 3's doing its, Dia- its Diablo 1 anniversary event. Well, more importantly, you bought a DLC for like, what, a 15-year-old game? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not 15 years old. It came out in 2013. Okay. Yeah, but Diablo One is twenty years old, and we played the shit out of Diablo yeah. One. Yeah, so they did this, in Diablo Three. They did this thing where they recreated the original Diablo in Diablo Three, where it has all sixteen levels of the original cathedral, Elaborate. and it puts this like filter over everything. This is like weird pixel filter yeah, on Diablo Three assets. This like sort of like downrezzing. Um, Limited color se- palette. Sepia tone. No. Sepia tone. It's no. not really sepia Gauss tone. tone. Gauss tone? <laughs> um, it's more just like bumping it down to like a 16 color graphics card. Yeah, it like, it's very reductive in how it yeah. changes the Nest tone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it, uh, <laughs> the original Diablo was on the PS1 for, for oh, perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it also makes it so your character can only walk in the eight cardinal directions. Yeah. You snap two directions. And you, you always you use the walk animation even if you're running because there was no running in Diablo 1. Yeah. Uh, your character still moves the same speed. It yeah. just looks that way. It's also really weird to feel like you're playing Diablo 1 with like Diablo 2 or 3 characters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, to be like a necromancer. To be like a barbarian be like, <laughs> just jump everywhere in Put Diablo 1. A bunch of the old items in, including like items that were popular with hackers on Battle.net in the 90s, <laughs> which is like my favorite part. <laughs> Yeah, um, there was a huge nostalgia bomb the first time yeah, we cracked right. it open. So, what what were you playing as? Uh, I was a barbarian because okay, so I haven't were played gonna, a barbarian. You were going to yop that bitch. Hell yeah, yeah. and I did yeah. a yeah, lot. Right? And then you were. A... I'm playing a, a, a necromancer named Buck Nasty. Um, <laughs> yep. What was your barbarian's name? Uh, Garignac. Garignac. Those <laughs> um, are both really good names. Yeah. <laughs> Originally, when we started the season, literally the day before the season ended. I spelled it Gorgonak, oh, but I accidentally deleted him, and it solved all those problems. Yeah, it was a, it was a whole thing. So, uh, just <coughs> just for the uninitiated, what is Gorgonak a reference to? Gorgonak is the thing the blue aliens in Galaxy Quest yell about their rock monster. I, I then, mean, are we to assume it's the rock monster's name? Uh, it is, but it's also just them 
yelling rock no, a lot? Yeah, Gridneck <laughs> literally just means rock. Okay. So, um, and what, is, what is Buck Nasty? <laughs> I can't remember. It's something someone says in a Dave Chappelle sketch, and it always struck me as like a really funny necromancer name. My, my necromancer in Diablo 2 was often named Buck Nasty. Okay. Um, it's a common name. I've seen it in many games with multiple people. Yeah. Buck Nasty is I've a thing. I've only ever seen Owen use Buck Nasty. Yeah, I got another friend in a different group who's into Buck Nasty. Owen, you should eat him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll summon a skeleton out of him. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. The, the fucking corpse... Corpse train that we create when oh, we're yeah. a barbarian and a necromancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the necromancer class is fucking dope. So, like, I kill, like, two dudes... Two skeletons pop out. Well, no. I killed two more dudes, and then corpse explosion, and everything around us dies. Yeah, that's great. Like I barely have to whirlwind when this guy's around. The corpse explosion train is real. Yeah, you can just fucking lay waste of rooms with it. It's fantastic. <laughs> but that—that's like the two big games I've been playing outside my normal stuff. There was a fight in Divinity the other day where we were fighting with a bunch of demons against a bunch of void creatures mm -hmm. and one of the demons used mass corpse explosion um and the place where we were fighting was already a battlefield littered with corpses from before when the demons got there mm -hmm. and so he just killed me i was just dead yeah the rest of the party was like oh it's fine but me i was just dead are you playing a caster no i'm squishy? playing a squishy little rogue yeah okay all right my turn yeah, yeah i suppose so i'm playing the regulars uh Mostly PUBG. That's we a, got the the regulars is a fun source mod I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, we've been playing more PUBG. We've been getting chickens in the new yeah. rank system. Yeah, that's been a good feel. Ing. Yeah, we figured Try out not to say feel singularly. <laughs> we figured out a thing we need to do, and that now we've just been getting chickens. Yep. <laughs> what, the, what was the thing? Oh, it's a, a secret thing. Some social engineering has yeah. happened. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Squad composition. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so... Steven's really good at the game. Though. Yeah. yeah Steven He's got, actually pretty good for yeah, how new he is. Yeah, Steven like, got PUBG. Yeah. Esteban, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, and then... I bought De Destiny 2 a while ago and got shamed about it, right? Yeah. yeah. And I heard... I was listening to somewhere and someone was like, no, Destiny 2's kind of good now. And I was like, I want to believe you. Also... It's free, and all my friends picked it up while it was free. I should investigate. Destiny 2 shooting is really good still. <laughs> I got this really cool gun that, that when you kill people, they explode, and oh my god, it's fun. Um, beyond that, I think last night I was literally like playing it to waste time while I was waiting for them to get done with the PUBG game. And I think I'm at the end of the vanilla game. Like, it's doing like, yo, go kill that alien on that spaceship, Halo type shit. And I was like, stop it! I got other stuff to do because I don't actually care. So. Oh, I came up with a new joke the other day. Oh, yeah? Anytime anyone says two Baroque adjectives next to each other, um, uh, or, no, wait, two Baroque, like, intangible concepts, like, you know, like, the truth and reconciliation, she's like, whoa, that's my favorite Halo level. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody says, like, uh, like, uh, uh, justice and... I don't know. Liberty. Justice and Liberty. Pride that's, and my, that's my favorite <laughs> yeah. Halo level, dude. That's my favorite Covenant Battlecruiser. Yeah. <laughs> it works It works pretty well. Mm -hmm. Feel free to try it out, listeners. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I think we're done talking about... Yeah, music. I don't really have more. Um, Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with Fallout New Vegas? Um, 
I don't know. It's on that engine. Everything that's wrong with Fallout New Vegas is Bethesda's fault. I'm not sure if I agree entirely with that. I, I, I'm making a really like hyperbolic statement. I recognize that. I, I, I think all of the nitpicks I have with Fallout New Vegas uh, stem from it being built on the framework of Fallout 3. Right. Yeah. Um, but. So I I have beef with Westside. Yeah. I have a beef, beef with Westside Vegas. I had, when we started playing this, I had vague memories of the area of Westside being in Fallout 3. Yeah. And and it felt very Fallout 3. Like, the whole thing. There's not much to do there yeah. right, in Westside. There's, like, the super mutant sheriff named Big Son of a Bitch or something. Mean Son of a Bitch? I don't remember this. See? This is my problem with Westside. I don't know. This yeah. is my fucking problem with Westside Vegas. There's an area in the game called Westside. It's on the west side of Vegas, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's where the, there's, like, people living in the sewers there. And yeah, there's a bunch yeah, of like, people Yeah, like, I think I walked in, in there and the killed three people and left and once. And, and, yeah, and if you go too deep in the sewer, you run into fiends. Because mm-hmm. there's fiends living in the sewer, too. Okay. Um, uh, but they have, like, things that are going on there. There's, like, a grocery store. Sells, Isn't there like a combat arena? They, they farm, the, yeah, and then they have the thorn. Yeah. The thorn is, and it's like closed during the day for reasons I'll never fucking understand. Um, and then you go down there and you can fight like... Uh, it's like freak fights. Yeah, like, it's free fight because you fight like like uh, mantises and shit yeah. down in there. And, and if you bring that lady a bunch of like deathclaw eggs, she'll sleep with you. <laughs> um, so, like... That is on brand. It... it, it <laughs> I don't know where the design doc came from or who made it or why this like area that really honestly should be mainline somewhere between Prim and Novak. Yeah. You mean in that vast vacuum that is the beginning of the game? Right. It should be somewhere over there. Yeah. Or as far as like what's going it on It just there. be something that's not finished. Right. And and like, like it's where you run into um, more entrenched versions of... Um, like the Vipers gang. Yeah. Right? And stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I feel like this is like stuff from Van Buren that never got finished or, or whatever. But I got beef with it. It doesn't feel the the same way as other stuff does in New Vegas. Yeah. Like, right? I, like, I spent a little bit of time there because I, um, I was trying to court the NCR and like one of my NCR quests like led me there. Um, and so I like piddled around in there like a little bit um, and then I kind of got out because like, I don't know. Yeah, I think... I think you bringing up Westside brings up sort of my my biggest beef with the game from a design standpoint is there's so much there's so much empty space in a way that isn't necessarily bad but it doesn't feel useful to the game. Um, like getting to Vegas, quote unquote, the easy right way takes forever. I forgot. It takes so long. Well, because it's supposed to be the critical path of the game. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And I forgot how much of that game, like, the front end of that game feels like it takes so much more time than the back end. Right. I feel like I spend the first two-thirds of that game next to that fucking dinosaur statue. You know, like... Well, because I, I, I understand why they did that. Because, like, Fallout has to feel unforgiving and wastelandy. And, mm-hmm. like, you have to feel like you're scrounging for bullets. And, and like... That's what that the beginning of the game accomplishes that, but in subsequent playthroughs, yeah, it can yeah, feel like, like a the drag. actual game loop isn't that in my brain. Well, right? so like like if you think about like the way the the map in Fallout Two is laid out, where like 
basically like the quote unquote easy stuff. The stuff you can just kind of stumble into is like the top 20% of the map. Right. Like between like Vault City, Modoc, the Den. The main Lama, quest points you to these five maybe, places. Maybe Redding. Yeah. Um, and once you go south of that, that's where like there's some tough random encounters that'll keep you out until you're geared up. And, and so, and then the bottom half of the map is all like kind of high level shit. You know, it's like Broken Hills, NCR, San Francisco, mm-hmm. the Enclave, and and the, the, the map is split that way in this game. Well, so so, but my my point is though that um, the central plot of this game has to take place in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and Las Vegas is at the center of this map, and it's all these surrounding areas. So you need to figure out, like, if you'll per- permit me, a very tortured metaphor. It's like putting New Vegas at the bottom 10% of Fallout 2's map. Mm-hmm. And so rather than it being um, like a layer cake of difficulty, right. it, it's like a... They have a, to horseshoe you it, around. It's, it's a worm's trail or yeah. like a snail trail to lead yeah. you there. And so you know, it, it can make it kind of a slog. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. This time I, I feel like I barely noticed it um, just because I mainlined getting to Las Vegas. It's it's also, I think, a product of my character build. Sure. Um I played an explosive character. Oh, yeah. Explosives are super scarce <laughs> in the beginning of the game. And I told myself, like, I'm not going to use guns as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Like, because guns are everywhere in this game, and they're a huge piece of this game, combat-wise. And I wanted to see, like, how viable just checking grenades and dynamite was. Um, and and that, that part of that game, I was constantly, like six sticks of dynamite, five dudes in that room. God, I hope this works. Like, um, because I literally had no other combat stats the way I built my character. Like, mm. it was not... It was bad anytime I had to use my fists or a gun. Like, things did not go to plan here. Yeah, I, I had a little bit of a rough time at the beginning of the game getting the weapons I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, Because uh, I was playing an energy weapons character. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I got some energy weapons pretty early on, but, like, it's hard to get ammo for them. Yep. Like, I got, like, a Plasma Defender in Novak. Like, the guy there had a, a Gunrunner's Arsenal yeah. Plasma Defender for sale. I was like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> you sure you want to give me this? Like, <laughs> you sure I should have this right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. It felt really weird getting it then. Um, felt the same way about the, uh, I had a baseball bat, and then some vendor had a GRA baseball bat. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then also nails yeah. for that baseball yeah. bat. And I was like... Sure, it should be happening. You sure, I'm about to. You sure, you want to hand me this power yeah. spike? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I just like Volpe's and Colta. I was like, sup? <laughs> yeah, and so, those dudes came, and I was like, I got turbo. So, so that, that, that's what facilitated my like rush to Vegas is because like there's energy weapons vendors in Vegas. Yeah. You rushed yeah. to the silver rush to, to the silver rush and to the gun runners because the gun runners sometimes have ammunition, and also you can just dump stuff on them. Yep, because they have so much money. Yeah, um, they always have like six to twelve grand. Uh, it depends on what level you are. Yeah. They get more later. Okay. Um, but the Silver Rush, like, won't let you bring weapons in, so you can't just, like, sell them your junk. Right. So you have to offer them. they will if you do the first stage of the quest. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't want to fuck with those people. Yeah, yeah they suck. Yeah, they're Well, not... the first stage of the quest is literally just waiting in one spot and passing a single dialogue check. Yeah. It's really that. Yeah, I don't want anyone to think I'm even associated okay. with them. Like, fuck that. The Vangraphs suck. Yeah. Um, but... So yeah, playing my explosive character made me realize how much of that game doesn't want you to do that. <laughs> yeah, it was a very interesting <laughs> narrow path I made for myself. Well, well it's like, it's like uh, <laughs> they, they want you to use explosives, but they don't want it to be the the start and finish of your weapon. Right? No, explosives are. Hey, I'm going to throw this grenade. Yeah. Not. 
I'm covered in grenades the way my character was. Well, then there's even, like, perks where it's, like, you get bonuses for using cowboy weapons, which includes dynamite. It's, like, dynamite revolvers and repeaters. Right, right. Most of the explosive stuff, as far as, like, a track, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it from a gameplay standpoint, is sprinkled into all the other things, right? If you're good at energy weapons, plasma grenades are better. If you're good at um, guns, then this fucking machine gun grenade launcher is rad. Like, Hey, hey guys, you know what's great? Huh. There's a single weapon, or there is a weapon, that Grunt and both Cowboy work on. Oh, yeah? It's, it's combat knife. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, and there's a special combat knife yep. that's really close to the beginning of the game. Nice. nice. <laughs> that's nice. And you are playing melee? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So um, I went and got that. Chance's knife? It's really yeah. fucking fast. Yeah. And if you take Slasher... Oh, yeah. Really good. Well, yeah. Also, also, combat next probably not too hard to repair. No, it isn't. There's a ton of you can take normal knives, yeah, which are like generic loot. They're not even weapon loot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, a lot of the way I played this game was uh, 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 me working around repairing my weapons because <laughs> I, I got um, my my two primary weapons I carried all the time were like probably some of the hardest weapons to keep maintained in the game. Mm-hmm. I, I Outside went, of just, like, going to a guy who repairs things. Yeah, yeah, and paying all your all money. All your money, yeah. Like, fuck that. I I, I hate the way that stuff that is bounced. Kind of like, it's just like, just you can't use it. Mm-hmm. You can't use that repair system. It's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and got um, the named Goss Rifle. Um, that is... This seems like too much. Obscenely powerful. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> it is obscenely powerful. It's ludicrous. Yeah, and it's got, like, a scope, so you can just... Blow away dudes before they've even noticed you. Um, however, Does it have the new or the old Goss rifle model? It has the Fallout 3 uh, mm. Operation Anchorage okay. Goss rifle. The one I like less. Got it. I like that Goss rifle. I love that Goss rifle model. I'm like, not going to lie. I like the Anal Beads Goss rifle. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> that's, that's one of those models. <laughs> I remember I was talking about this the other day when Owen posted a picture of uh, Doc Mitchell with the Coonan's oh, yeah. bone helmet. <laughs> and I was like... Oh, I like like I love the ambiguity of some of the 3D models in the old Fallout games, where you look at them and you're like, "What's that supposed to be?" <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's too detailed. But that's just that's just the thing, it's and it's it. kind of it's it's like a it's a weird emblem that doesn't really represent the thing because out in the world view, the Goss rifle is just like an M16 or like a hunting <laughs> rifle, or like whatever. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't remember what the model is, but it's like um, yeah. Anyway. But so this thing can only be repaired with other Goss rifles. Uh, which, you know, there's so many of those. I, I believe there is one in the game. Yeah. Um, which leads to me picking up lots of duct tape and Wonder Glue to make repair kits, which is like its own form of nightmare. Yeah. Um, or you have to put fucking 80 points into repair 90. to get the... Yeah. I, I finally got to it. Get, to get jury rigging? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was a, that was a very early identified, yeah. like, yeah. I need... The, that one, that's a perk that also had just has a level gate on it. Yeah. Um, I think it's like 14 uh, like 16. all the perks too but yeah, yeah. Uh, well but like it has like a hefty one yeah like it was like long before I could get it I met the requirements it, for it yeah. and, and knew I needed it and then the other thing I ended up using a lot was the plasma caster which is the plasma rifle that looks like the Fallout 1 and 2 mm-hmm. one that's like way the like underslung yeah. fucking giant fork thing yeah um, and like you can get an upgrade for that that like increases its attack speed a lot nice and there's a named plasma caster and i didn't use that because the way the math actually shakes out is if you have the gunrunner's arsenal plasma caster and put the speed upgrade on it its dps is like 0.1 within the um 
the named one, mm-hmm. but the named one is much less accurate, but fires faster, so it blows through more ammo. Mm-hmm. Which, like, yeah, no. like fuck that. No. no. Um, I, I actually did end up picking it up right at the end of the game to give to Veronica for the Battle of Hoover Dam. <laughs> so we're both rolling up in Enclave armor mm. with plasma casters, just like Veronica and dudes. I really liked our power fists. Yeah, uh, we punched so many people. Everything, dude. Off. Veronica rules. So, like, so I loaded my game last night to finish it up, mm-hmm. and I forgot that I load. I saved myself in like the coolest fucking spot. So I had crashed Fortification Hill. Okay, and. I think I, like, accidentally dialogued my way into combat at the front gate. And I'm like, whatever. I'm covered in grenades. These guys are done. Um, and I'm, like, I'm at that point where I have, like, adamantium skeleton, light step. Like, mm. the explosives don't really touch me anymore. So I'm just, like, with impunity, cranking off rounds out of my grenade launcher That's at cool. my feet, not even caring. And these guys are all exploding. Um, so I walk into the room where Kaiser is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like... Ten dudes rush me with punch guns. Yeah, with the... Ballistic uh, fists. Ballistic fists, yeah. And then, well, they have the displacer gloves. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, he has the displacer gloves. Yeah. They all have uh, uh, the other one. So, I just take my grenade launcher and, like, thump, 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 four in the room. They all explode. <laughs> I walk in the room and Benny's tied up. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I talk to him and I tell him I'm going to kill him. And then I go up behind him and I'm like, okay, wait, what's, what's in his pockets before I kill him? So, like, I pickpocket him. And then I'm behind him when I go into bats and punch his head off. <laughs> and his head rolls right in front of Kaiser's throne. And I sit on the throne, look down at it, and save my game. So that when I come in, I'm like, holy shit, what did I do? That's pretty great. It was really cool. Like, it was a great moment I set up for myself. And then, um, yeah, so there was a lot of, like, my entire combat doctrine was, like, explosives, explosives, and then early on in the game, because I just couldn't have enough doctor's bags to manage that up close, it was like, alright, I found this power fist, you're getting it. So, uh, I, early on, picked up the perk, a light step. Mm, or not so light good. step, a light touch. Oh, yeah. Uh, the repair perk that gives you bonus critical chance, mm-hmm. um, uh, because I'm using an incredibly fast swinging weapon. I just crit all the fucking time. And then Boone, Boone's back there cranking off rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boone's, Boone's wearing some like uh, reinforced combat armor. Sure. Or Mark II combat yeah, armor, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, Boone's also got an NCR uh, hat for the bonus crit, and then I also have one. And yeah, he we- gave you his buddy and hat. And I'm wearing sunglasses. And then I I'm forgot we- to take that trait. And then I'm wearing a rebreather. And yeah. then I'm wearing. Um, <laughs> Uh, Vault 34 armor, which is the highest DT light armor in the game. Um, and then I got Chance's knife, and I just took a bunch of drugs. <laughs> yeah, drugs don't help you when you're an explosives guy, by the way. There's, like, no good way to buff yourself with explosives. Psycho. Uh, yeah, I yeah. did a lot of that, but... I, uh... When, when I... Is it Nipton, the town that the, the Legion purges? Mm-hmm. When I got to Nipton, I just killed Volpos and Colta there. Mm-hmm. And wore his hat for, like, almost the entire game. Like, like his personal... Yeah. Like, I, I know it's just one of those hats. No, but, but like, like, it's his. It says it's his. And... It doesn't. It no? doesn't. It just says it's, like, it it's is... A... Oh, it's a Vexilaris helmet Yeah, it's or a Vexilaris helmet. And, but it, but I, I always knew, this is the one I looted off him. Yeah. I am him now. Yeah. So, um, um I do a thing with Volpes and Colta. Um, sometimes, and I did it, I didn't do it with my melee guy, but I did it with the guy I made after that, where I follow them through the desert back to Searchlight, 
and they will inevitably run into multiple patrols of mm-hmm. NCR guys and get whittled down as they get back, and oh, all of sure. them will die. By the time and you soak you... experience off of that fight, <laughs> right? Yep. So, so that's what I did. That's ridiculous. No, that was hilarious. And then when the guy comes up to you on the strip and he's like, hey, you know, you should go see Caesar. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> bye. Have a beautiful time in hell. Um, so... Killing House of the Melee Weapon's fun. Um, I mean, you don't need to do much to him. No, I know, but he's like, he flies around. It's great. Yeah. Um, and then, you guys both did Veronica, um, and I was going to do Veronica, but then I... I, mo- I, I, I actually used two companions. I Me switched right oh, okay. through the game. Um, I had Veronica and Edie the whole time. Oh, okay. Because oh. I, I was an explosives science... Oh, what was the last one? Survival? Yeah, survival guy, because I was like, I want to see what kind of crafting shit I can do in this game. Um, and I really like all the options. Yeah, the, cra- the crafting options are cool. There's a really busted-ass energy weapons grenade that you can make that is, like... So you can make microfusion-style grenades yeah. where you just tape a bunch of them together and it, it blows up. But then you can make one that is a cluster grenade of those, and holy shit, it does so much damage. You can also get, like, plasma grenades for, like, 40-millimeter plasma yeah, grenades yep. for the grenade launcher. There's, there's that a... That was pretty wild. There's 40-millimeter... Incendiary, Frag, Pulse, and Plasma. Yeah. And the Pulse Grenades made all robots really easy. Yeah. What companions did you use, Matt? Uh, I used Boone, but uh, I wanted to... Veronica, I did her quests, I got her address, like, I did both of her quests, mm-hmm. um, and I turned, like, we did the whole Brotherhood thing where she walks in, Brotherhood's like, we're intransigent dickheads, and I was like, cool. And then later, Yes Man was like, Brotherhood's a huge threat, and I was like, yeah, I'll go blow them up. And now Veronica <laughs> won't talk to me. Um, so, yeah. No. That's right. what happened. Because I blew up the entire Brotherhood. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I convinced the Brotherhood to, like, fucking chill. <laughs> um, and then I somehow got the wrong ending at the end of the game, so I don't know what the fuck happened. I think Boone being such a valuable companion in that game is, like, a really good pointer towards Hey Guns Matter in this game a lot. Well, I was, so, there was a point where we, we, Boone and I, when we first got together, the very first thing we did was kill all the fiends west of vegas nice who weren't in sewers yeah um and there was a point where we were inside vault three where boone went boom 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 and all three of those were headshots and i didn't even have a chance to get up and melee any of the people (laughs) in the room and i was like i was kind of thinking about switching boone out for another companion like raul or something Mm -hmm. something i hadn't experienced before and then i was like i turned around and i was like boone's wearing a fucking like white t-shirt <laughs> and jeans. Oh yeah, his like original outfit. And he's got the stupid Gambrio stance yeah. on, and he's just snarling yeah. at me. And I'm like, you can stay. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like that's the thing. Is like he's so mechanically good. Yeah. Um. That that it's like you you end up going. No, I can get used to that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And it, like I never even used his spotter perk at all because I never. You weren't doing that. I never ADS. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about the single single hardest fight in the game for me, Melee, was the last boss, which I thought was cool. He's because tough. your last boss experience was... Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you can see him, like, on a hill, like, overlooking you. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at him with the Goss rifle through the scope, and the scope on that thing, like, swings a lot. And so if you crouch, it'll kind of tighten up. But that also makes you, like, stealthed. 
Oh. I can't see you. <laughs> so the multiplier. So I got hits. a sneak attack headshot with the, like, YCS 1000. Whatever the name is. Oh, I yeah, can't yeah, remember. yeah, yeah, The name, the Ghost Rifle's name is just, a, like, a, a letter it's number. It's, like, the model number or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can never remember what it is. But anyway, I, I got a, like... Sneak attack headshot on Legget Lanius. With, with like, the, the, the largest single shot weapon in the game. Like, yeah, and so he just, his, he exploded and flew into the air. Um, and I, I put his helmet on and then went and talked to General Oliver wearing it. <laughs> I tried to pregame him and couldn't. Oh, yeah. I shot missiles at him and they went through him. Oh, that's, all right. I was upset. Um, but I, I, that, that was actually going to be one of my, 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 like, nitpicks with, uh, with New Vegas is, like, like, one-on-one fights don't, at, at least in my experience, don't seem to work. Right. Like, like, like the, the the way combat is designed to be challenging is like with large number with a large number of combatants, or like with environmental things. Right. right. Like the thing that's going to kill you in that game is three dudes with good melee weapons, three dudes with good ranged weapons, and they all mob you. Yeah. Right. Like, like, like I I did the Lonesome Road DLC, and the culmination of that is you fighting waves of dudes coming at you. And I did the uh, Almost Hearts DLC, and it's you and Joshua Graham, at least the ending I picked, marching across Zion National Park. Just, just murdering Like, everything. getting assailed on all directions by dudes. By tribals, yeah. yeah. And he fucking crushes people. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Um, he has a fucking forty-five handgun, and he ices out dudes from rifle ranges all the time in this way that's like, what are you doing? Well, that, that has, like, a weird thing, too, because, like, that DLC needs to be enticing to players coming back to the game. So all the gear in it needs to potentially like be a somewhat upgrade to right, what like you can find. Right, like there's trail carbines and stuff that weren't in the vanilla game. Yeah, and, and like some of these weapons are doing like damage that's competitive with like anti-material rifles right. in, in the base game. And then have a way better rate of fire. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... and so like you can get like a named Colt 1911 that is like fucking incredible in Honest Hearts. Mm-hmm. Joshua Graham's armor is light and gives a crit bonus. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, I like that DLC more than I thought I would. Yeah, all the, all the DLCs are good. I, I just didn't expect to like it walking into it, I was, getting what it was. I was really, I'm, I, I was not disappointed, but I was, I didn't like them as much as I thought I would. Mm. Uh, I, I'm kind of lukewarm on them. I think they they have good writing and good voice acting, and I think like actually what you're doing in those DLCs is really, eh. like, like like the gameplay is not. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not. It, it's not especially like engaging or different. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point where Honest Hearts became a checklist. Yeah. Well, especially Lonesome Road is completely linear. Um, like, it has a map that you can, like, fast travel around, but you you are you are getting from the start of Lonesome Road to the end of Lonesome Road, and you are... And, like, I get it. You're walking a road. Like, that's the premise for it. But it's also just, like, Ulysses talking to you on the radio, and I think Ulysses is an interesting character, and the story between yeah. you and Ulysses is interesting, but it's all just a radio play. Against the backdrop of, like, me shooting Deathclaws and... There's this filler combat to get there. Yeah, right? and, like, like, these weirdo zombie guys and the underground monsters. I kind of like them from a story perspective. I think they're kind of cool, but... Um... I never really, like, thought about it this way, that way. I was so engaged by uh, Dead Money the first time I played it. Oh, yeah? It's, uh, like... Dead Money's kind of the same way, too. No, like... and, no I th- and now that I'm thinking about it, like... The, the the individual moment to moment gameplay in Dead Money isn't what I would describe as fun. It's not boring. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it it's nothing at all different from the rest of right. of New Vegas. But like Dead Money is like, yeah, the Sierra Madre, due to um, story reasons, is filled with mindless bad guys. Right. 
Um, and so it's just like all, it's just like rooms of them, and like there's characters and there's there's like stuff going on, but like like the radio like I, I I will say I think in Dead Money the fact that you have to destroy a limb on them to like kill them for real yeah um is kind of interesting. Uh, although most of the time, by the time you've gotten there, your character does that anyway. Yeah. Um, and then also the the radios that blow up your head. Yeah. If you're in range of them, those are fun. I think those are different. But I was like, I, I honestly, I honestly think like my favorite part of New Vegas was until you said what you said, mm-hmm. Dead Money. Oh, um, yeah. But I have a conflicting relationship with it, which is. I don't want to play Dead Money, and I'm sort of starting to realize you don't want to do that again. why. I don't yeah. want to go through Dead Money again. Yeah. But at the same time, like my experience playing through Dead Money is one of my most treasured well, experiences from that game. And I, Honest Hearts is the only one I managed to finish in our time limit, but I'm going to go back to the others. Um, but I feel the same way, right? I'm glad I did it. I'm, I'm glad I experienced that story arc and, and played it the way I did. But I don't feel the need to go. I, back I and think see of it. all of them, though, Honest Hearts is probably the most dynamic environment. Like, yeah, it, okay. it, it's the one that has like separate communities that are each doing their own thing. It right. has, like, and there's choices between them, and there, there's choices between them. There's, there's side quests. There's you can learn about what's been what's happened in Zion since the war. Um, it, it's it also looks dramatically different from that was the what entirety hit me of the really game. Really hard on that. Uh, Lonesome Road's that way too. Lonesome Road has a lot of really dramatic landscapes. Okay. Um, I highly recommend. I'm gonna check them all out. Big, the Big Mountain does that too. Yeah, I. Uh, it also involves you just like going into facilities and buildings and stuff yeah. like. That's kind of why I bounced off of Old World Blues. Is like they had me like going through like a middle school and I was like, this looks like every fucking building in New Vegas. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about the outside. Yeah, you know the outside's cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's all I could say in the DLC. Um. What factions did you cozy up to? Uh, Me. Yeah, I didn't mean to do an independent ending. Mm. Um, I did one by accident. I didn't realize that by bringing the Robot Legion under my hand, that... That meant independence. Yeah, like, like I, I went into the Battle of Hoover Dam with the Robot Legion at my disposal. Like, with the mentality, it was like, yeah, we're just going to kick ass in here and kick out the Legion. And... I'm going to hand it over to the NCR when I talk to General Oliver at the end of the game. And that's just not an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, an option that's not on the table. Because um, by the time you've done those things, like, that was sort of frustrating to me. Because I left the NCR completely alone. Mm-hmm. And then they're immediately your enemy because you seize control of the robots. Yeah. Because it's this, like, dumb knee-jerk thing from them. We're like, oh, you got all these destructive robots, you're an enemy now. Well, like, there, there's a thing you have to do, too. You have to dam. kill a few of them. Yeah, you have to like, kill a couple. I was so high-repped with them. That me killing those NCR heavy troopers bumped me down to the reputation level of. Everyone thinks that you're just sort of a misunderstood scoundrel. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about the, the where you have to install the thing at the dam? Yeah, yeah. But you can pass a speech check and tell them to leave. Uh, I, I I had a hundred speech and it, it it wouldn't come up. Okay, well, so because like like I, I it's a fifty speech check if I recall where you're just like, hey, this lady needs your help. So, like, maybe the quests didn't align in a yeah. way to let that I happen. But... I, I didn't mind killing them, though, because um, I was wearing the Enclave Remnant armor. Um, and you, if you have Jury Rigor, you can repair the Enclave Remnant armor with well, their armor. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of uncommon to even find things that are Jury Rigor compatible with the Enclave armor. Because mm-hmm. it has to be heavy armors. And there's counts as a heavy armor. very few heavy armors in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, metal. Yeah, um, it's power armor. So it would usually be metal armor. I would yeah. buy metal armor just because power armor is very expensive. Yep, um, and also rare. Oh shit! Um, 
I ended up cozying up with the boomers out of necessity for my character. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I got the boomers on my side because, like, I like them as a faction. I think they're cool, yeah. Um, I, it's like weird militarist vault, okay? L- l- cool. Like, they're... <laughs> It's a faction that is literally named the Boomers. They're, they're people using World War Two era weaponry. And half of them are, like, baby boomer age. Well, and, like, well no, but also they're just, like, these reactionaries that kill anyone that comes near them. Like, it's a very, like, on-the-nose thing to yeah. name their faction that. And it's a very, like, it's a, it's a very pure thing of what vault dwellers would do coming out. Eh. Like... Like, they are scared as shit of the outside world, and they just kill anything that comes near them because of it. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you arm them with a bomber because that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, it's cool. The bomber shows up. Yeah. I was like, I forgot about that when I when I stormed so the dam. I, I got the Enclave remnants too. So like the bomber comes and does the bombing run mm-hmm. on the dam. And then the remnants roll up in a vertebird and the vertebird lands <laughs> and dudes and power armor pop And up. you've got the robots behind you. <laughs> yeah. And I've got my robots behind me. Veronica's wearing power armor. She's got the Smitty special. Yeah. The, 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 the turbo uh, plasma rifle, the named one. And so like, it's just me and my, my buddies in power armor just blasting dudes. So, um, I do the boomers quest simply so that General Oliver will say the phrase "thumb of God." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the only reason I do all the boomer quests because they're not hard. At there's all. something a little bit off to me about the boomers. Like it doesn't bother me that they're in the game, but it's somewhat it. It taxes my immersion a little bit that they are. Oh, There's yeah? something a little bit video gamey about them. It was like this is the explosive faction because we have an explosive skill. I don't know. Um, I think if they weren't called the Boomers, I might like yeah. it a little bit more. Yeah, they're, they're definitely wedged in, and they're definitely removed from the game. Yeah, they feel a little bit removed. They're from like everything in that else. pocket yeah. where nothing else happens, and yeah. they tell you to go to that lake where nothing else happens. That's not true. There's quests that go there. Okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that, yeah. but like. Well, it just, like, to compare all my interactions with the boomers the whole time, I'm like, I think it's because, it's also because the boomers make you fight ants. Yeah. Like, that's some of their and quests, they, is they want you to go do ant stuff. By being isolationists, they don't interact with the rest of the game. Yeah. Right? And so they feel weird Oh, that yeah, way yeah, too. They, they have, like, almost no feelings about anyone right. else. Right, they're like, who, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, anytime kinda, you have any options. weird kind of weird. You whereas, just walk into their vacuum. Whereas, whereas when I talk to Chief Hanlon, that is a half an hour of me listening to a voice actor talk to me about things in this game world and it's the most magical experience I've ever had. Uh, hyperbole, but still, it's great. Chief Hanlon's Chief the, Hanlon most is, of, is great and I, I love stopping him from shooting himself in the head every time. Who's Chief Hanlon? He's the, the CR guy. No, right? he's uh, the the Desert Ranger guy. He, like, he, uh, he no. was a Desert Ranger and he became the chief of all NCR Rangers. Um, and he's at Camp Golf, and he's old, and he's there's a quest where he's, like, sabotaging the war effort for reasons, and you can convince him not to kill himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the thing the thing this game fucking executes on is anytime a character goes into expository land, mm-hmm. like, sit down and enjoy it, because it's actually thought out, and, and oh, yeah. like, like, not only does it intermix really well with Fallout 1 and 2 stuff. Like, I hung out with the followers a lot. Well, because it's, it's old Van Buren stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But but I hung out with, like, I had this, like, nostalgia warmth when those things hit, because the followers are like, yeah, we're from Aditum. And I'm like, oh, shit. I remember that. You're doing things to me now. Like, like all these conversations talk about 
talk about things Look, if, I've, if I've I see, lived elsewhere. If I see a person with a green mohawk wearing doctor's like right. scrubs, I'm like, yeah. okay, I know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like uh, if you talk to the, the Van Graffs, they'll talk about like they, they trade all over California and they, they, they get, they'll make an offhand mention of going to the Boneyard in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Right. Like it, and, it, and so uh, on it top brings of, it into the world. On top of that, uh, the, the named plasma caster I was talking about is called the Smitty Special. In Fallout 1, the only way you can get a turbo plasma rifle is if you go into the Boneyard, go to Adam and talk to Smitty, he can personally can upgrade your plasma oh, okay. rifle. So that's why the plasma caster is called the Smitty okay. Special. Awesome. It's referring to, to him and his little special sauce he puts on his right. plasma rifles. Have you guys done the Vault 22 quest with the plants? Yes. yes. I was really happy when I got to the end as a science character that when Ghoul Lady is like, yo, we need to burn all this data... You get a dialogue option that's like, actually, science is totally about its mistakes, too. Give me that, and I will talk to them. Like, you have this dialogue option that's basically like, no, we need to learn from this mistake rather than burning it down and and allowing someone to possibly stumble into it again. Real talk, though, the NCR scientist who gives you that oh, quest, he's a, dick. he's a dumbass. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but but I, I, I really enjoyed that that, like, statement. I fucking hate situation. that vault. I hate that going it's into dumb. that vault. Every vault day. 22 is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's bad. It's and just like getting around in it. And and I'm 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 torn because I think that's good design because you go in there and you're like I hate this. I hate being in here. I want I want to be out of here. And that's kind of like what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like this plot. It is a horrible vault, right? It's like, horrible and has like jumping monsters that come out. But at the same time, it's like you should probably want to play want to play the video game. Well, know? it's um. Part part of my problem with that vault is like illustrative of some of the things that carry over from Fallout Three. Um, the way you get to where a quest wants you to go in Fallout Three is by opening your map and seeing where on the map the marker is. Right. Um, that map system like will fail you completely trying to navigate Vault Twenty Two. Absolutely. And you don't have anything else to really fall back on. Right. I I went to a walkthrough multiple times finishing yeah. that quest. It's a vault with like a lot of like caved in walls that you can walk through. Double backs. And collapsed and, yeah. doors. And you have to go into this tunnel that leads outside the vault yeah. underground and loops into a different floor. Right. And... and then and then the other like gamey piece of that vault that sucks is that I know there's a monster that spawns in that bush down the hallway. Mm-hmm. But I have to get right here where the trigger is, halfway down the hallway, what I want to do as my character is just go thump, thump, and be done with the dude in that bush. But he doesn't even fucking crawl out of the ground to exist until I hit that trigger point. Which is like a really Fallout 3 game burrito-ass thing of them to do of that instead of having him just sneaking there. Like, Hey, can we talk about my favorite NPC in the entire Yes. Is the traitor inside Caesar's camp. I don't know that I've ever acted yeah, I don't know if I've ever interacted in Caesar's, with Caesar's camp in any way other than just killing everyone. <laughs> sure. So there's a guy in Caesar's camp who is a trader from back east. Okay. Um, and he's like a Mormon trader who trades between the different Mormon settlements. And he's like... Yeah. You mean trader D-E-R? Yes. Not T-O-R. <laughs> yeah, like he trades <laughs> Okay, <goods>. make sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and you can talk to him about like what being in Caesar's Legion territory is like. Oh, that's and cool. Oh, like, like in context, from like... a trader perspective, he's like, "Yeah, it's great. There are zero raiders in like Caesar territory, which is like it makes his life easy, right?" I, I've had many conversations with people about how like 
there are reasons to side with Caesar's Legion. Like, Caesar's Legion is objectively evil and should be stopped. Yeah. But there are, like, there are actual arguments to be made for, like, why maybe it's an option. Like, not a better option than the NCR, because the NCR is probably a better option, but, like... I, I think I think Caesar's Legion is a is a perfect example of of a society that that works but has the whole at what cost problem, right? Yeah. Because yes, the places that have been subjugated and are, you know, giving their half to the Mongol horde or whatever you want to call it, yeah. they've gone through the horror that you are dealing with on the edge of right. where you're at. Right. And, and they've accepted it and their lifestyle is okay for the most part. Right. But but you have to pay that upfront cost. So where I always fell off with considering Caesar's Legion as like a a, a faction I think should control the wasteland mm-hmm. is it it seems really clear to me that Caesar's Legion will not survive Caesar. Oh, for sure. That, yeah. that like without without Caesar, it will not hold together. There's no succession plan. No, in in my I I like wrote a I'm not I'm wrote a fanfic. Yeah, I wrote a fanfic about post NCA well it wasn't really fanfic it was like I wanted to run a fallout game in Nevada post New Vegas mm-hmm. I wanted to run a fallout like the RPG and uh, one of the things I wrote was that the various sort of generals of Caesar's Legion just fall apart into Roman themed Raider games the moment Caesar's dead right like that's sure that's what's up that's what's happening right like those tribes just they have this new identity, but they don't have the iron will anymore. So they yeah. do. They do the Mongol splinter. Yeah, real bad. Um, yeah, and and the whole like undertone of the narrative of New Vegas is that that Vegas needs stability, right? Like that that this is that that your choices should bring it stability somehow. Well, and, and that it, that it's starting to have it for the first time in its life, you know, because because right. Mr. House is the one who. Um, Created the new, new the Las Vegas Treaty and made the, made the tribes dress nice and take showers, right? And, and like make the city like work. Yeah, which like um, say what you will about that, but I mean like New Vegas as a large metropolitan area in a Fallout game is kind of handling itself all right. I like I like that New Vegas feels like this continuation from one and two mm-hmm. of one and two is like yo go deal with the weird shit that grew in the desert, yeah. right? Like go deal with the fucked up shit that came out of this. While we're trying to get our shit back together, well, it's, yeah. it's one of one of my favorite things about New Vegas is, uh, and and one of, like one of the things that bothers me the most about it being based in Fallout Three is in Fallout Three, it's this sort of aping continuation of yeah, we got the super mutants, we got the Brotherhood, we got the ghouls, and you just you did it's Fallout right, and everything's dirty, it's great, right? Whereas, we place the material here, and that's enough. Where, whereas the... New Vegas understands that this is a world that is moving on mm-hmm. from that sort of post-apocalyptic yeah. walk the wasteland. Like there are a lot of people in this game who disdain the idea of walking the wasteland. Yeah, who who go? I don't want to do that. Right, right, and they and they exist in these in these societal systems. Right, they exist in a system where like I don't have to worry about what I'm going to eat today. Right, right. One and two is about dealing with the cancers of the wasteland. Right, right, and then and so it's this world that's moving on from those things. Right, and you're choosing and, how. And that's that my, that's one of my favorite things about the Brotherhood arc is that it's you're sort of understanding that 
this answer to the question of how do we do mm-hmm. it doesn't work anymore and you right. need to move on from this how idea do you grow past right. how do you go past that and so my big thing is like everything still has fucking garbage all over it mm-hmm. in new vegas because it's based in fallout 3 and it really shouldn't yeah. there are a lot of spaces in new vegas that should be cleaned regularly like if we're if we're actually think like a lot of military installations mm-hmm. where they have janitors <laughs> You know? Yeah, McCarran's this huge nightmare of a place with when, like, like with like weird garbage textures on the floor because they're from Fallout Three, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, well, and that's like that's the thing that I like about the growth of the narrative in New Vegas is that like we were talking about, right? Like it's not about about dealing with those like quote unquote ultimate evils that that Fallout One. Well, World War never changes, right? Right. World War never changes. <laughs> um, but but then it's about like how. How do you as the player take the agency to rebuild the world is what New Vegas is. And I think that's a really cool growth out of what the first two are, right? Like, the first two are like, that guy's doing stuff I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> and you go deal with that. That's and, a, the, the, it's like uh, the <coughs> the entire world version of how the Taliban deals with drug dealers, right? right? It's like, that <laughs> guy, he did, I don't like that. Hey guys, get your guns, we're gonna go... Mm-hmm. Make him not do that no more. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Um, Vegas is one of the few games I can keep coming back to from that era that is yeah. still playable to my sensibilities. I have a question. Did you put your radio on this time around? Uh, Like only a tiny bit. A little bit? None. I, I like was... Because you were talking about this. Yeah, yeah, so this is something I talked about before. Like, a previous time when I played through the game, um, I played without my radio turned on. Because, like, by chance, I discovered that if you turn your radio off in certain areas, it'll play some of the music from Fallout 1 and 2. Yeah. Which is, like, fun. Um, But then when I discovered that, I started playing for a while with my radio off and realized, like, it changes the whole tone of everything. Yeah. Because all the radio stations that you can listen to are jaunty and fun another and it's another fallout 3 remnant right well like, sure and, and i i think honestly um the radio is a good part of oh, yeah. fallout games i think it adds a lot but to have it on a hundred percent of the time is um it, it changes the tone of every town you go into and of every every corpse you find out in the it's, desert it's like the it's like the audio version of the green filter over the matrix yeah right it changes the whole tone of everything it, I, it stabilizes the tone in a way that mutes everything else turns the volume down yeah yeah I really really like tracking down quests on my radio I think that's really that cool. that yeah. feature is neat of it um, also I want to say I think three dog is the best part of Fallout 3. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that post. that addition into Fallout is fine, um, but... I, I also like it because, um... So, there's no way you, you would get the feature that I want put into the game. So, like... Like, ideally... So, so with the radio turned off, like, when I walk into, like, a trader shop, they'll sometimes have a radio on, and there will... So, like, I get this, like, diegetic radio experience of, like... It, it creates this sense of place. In the world. It creates this yeah. sense of place that, like, someone lives here, and someone's... If I go to Mick and Ralph's to go, like go buy some duct tape, you know, like like Mick has the radio on. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's not just that in his shop there's a radio on and like oh that's cute because like in a lot of games you'll have a radio on and there's diegetic music coming out of it, but it'll be like a three minute loop because this is just the audio we need to make for the radio in this shop. You know, there's like 
dozens of hours of dialogue specifically for the radio of Mr. New Vegas giving you plot hooks and things like that. So the diegetic radios that I run into all across the wasteland have so much material for them that you would never be able to justify if they were just diegetic radios. Right. Like the only way you could get a game to justify... You have to let players plug into it to justify doing it. Um, But but it gives like a very cool radio experience that that I really... Well, and it, it, it does the same thing that, that the quest in Fallout 3 sort of forces of making that character real in that world, mm-hmm. right? They're not just a voice on the radio, like, like it, can having you, other can people Can you actually talk go find about. Mr. New Vegas? No. Okay. Which I, I, I actually like. No, well, so, I, I think, so, my personal theory about Mr. New Vegas is that uh, Mr. House like has a robo brain somewhere. Okay. That. Oh uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. You like would. somewhere in the Lucky Thirty Eight, there is a robo brain that is. Um, that is Mr. New Vegas. Is Wayne, Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. Yeah. yeah. And Wayne Newton's in a robo brain, and he's like, um, I get I get stabbed in the back of the brain if I don't. He's you know. part of the calculations, right? right? Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. like like and and so like remember when we did Fallout game, one of my characters or not Fallout, but when we did uh, post apocalypse game, one of my characters' major goals was to create a radio station. Yeah. So that people would like we would have a larger reach of being able to tell people like what we're doing and what we are up to sure. to like do PR and like mm-hmm. bring in new recruits and stuff. Um, but yeah. The radio is a powerful tool in the wasteland. Yeah, but um, but hey, it, play New Vegas with your radio turned off. It's kind of nice. <laughs> it makes it, it makes it gloomy and sad. Yeah, in a, it, in a, it brings the this world is broken feeling home, mm-hmm. not having a voice in your ear the whole time. Um, but it's also like like we were talking about, right? Like you're in this weird transitionary state in New Vegas, way more than you are in other Fallout games of like. There are civilizations trying, and well, it's, and, it's two, and it's two to, entire civilizations yeah. fighting over this money pit, this this yeah. region, yeah. Uh, which is mostly they're fighting over electricity, but also the money pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're mostly fighting over the dam yeah. and um, Helios, yeah. but like adjacently. Yeah. Well, and and those things because they're part of the region are mm-hmm. tied to it. Yeah. Um. I really like this game, and it's one of those games where I can... It's like Deus Ex, where I can come back years later and find new stuff. Mm-hmm. It's part and of why I went on a different track. New, than I new ways to do things. Um, I also forgot how much is level-gated. Yeah. Like, a lot of I hit a higher level than I normally would in my playthroughs in this this run. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot of stuff up here. Like, looking around in the stores and stuff. It's like, I have never seen half of these guns. Partly because of GRA, and yeah. partly because I didn't do this this high. Like, yeah, Gun- Gunner's Arsenal puts a ton of just fun stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Goofy um, weapons. Yeah. Um, I was using... Shit. I was using uh, uh, some gun with eight, with uh, hollow points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was using some sort of sniper rifle with hollow points, and if I did sneak attack criticals on Super Mutant Masters... The hollow point multiplier combined with the sneak attack critical was enough to kill them. Nice. But if I shot them with APs, it was doing like a tenth of their health. Oh, weird. So it was like this weird thing with the math. The way the multiplier stack. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way DT... Like, the way... I have... DT's a mess. I kept stacking DT, and it didn't do anything. No, because it only... It 
it's only it's a pass fail. Uh-huh. Right? It's if it is it above or is it below? Yeah. You get eighty percent DR. There's if a, it's above, a, you there's don't. There's a point where DT yeah. is yes, and it's good. <laughs> uh, 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 Josh Sawyer makes very um, new player friendly armor systems in his games that he's allowed to design armor systems for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're incredibly unfriendly to people like me who want to take zero damage. You want a systems <laughs> bastard shit out of it, and it doesn't let you do I that. Wanna, I want a systems bastard his armor system and mm-hmm. take zero damage from a rocket launcher to the face. I want to do it, and you can't. You can't, and it sucks. And um, as the guy with the rocket launcher, I appreciate that. And oh, uh, The other thing I did this time, which I, I didn't mention, I played with zero mods. I usually play with 300. Oh so, yeah, so um, that was. A thing I I tried to do a, a visual overhaul mod, mm-hmm. and I think half of it worked <laughs> because my, they can be tricky, especially with that engine. So like, if I disable all my mods and take a screenshot, and save and close the game, and then enable my mods and load that save and take the screenshot, I can compare them side by side, mm-hmm. and I can see my mods are definitely making the game look a lot better. Mm-hmm. But then if I look at the screenshots on the <laughs> the guy, you compare what they're selling you there. Yeah, and in like I. I installed all the mods they said in the order that they said, and, like, their screenshots look fucking phenomenal, mm-hmm. and mine don't. So, like, I think there's something along the way I fucked up, but, like, the only Who thing... Who the I, fuck knows what it is? Yeah, the only thing I, I ran as far as mods were just graphical overhauls this time. Um, so, I there's a mod that I usually play with that makes DT function the way it did in Fallout 1 and 2. Okay. Um, but that has the incredibly bad effect of making rad scorpions nearly unkillable with oh the equipment God, you have yes. at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, like, you have to kill them with dynamite. It's literally the only thing that will hurt them. And they'll fuck you up. Oh, they'll fuck you up so bad! Um, so. I remember the first time you are like, you should play with this mod. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, scorpions. You run into a ram scorpion. Fucking scorpions. Run into a ram scorpion. Scorpions and cazadors are awful. Well, I mean, cazadors are awful. So. Yeah. Cazadors are just, like... I'm- Normal, I mean, that's the point. Normal, real-life Cazadors are awful. Let's yeah. <laughs> Much less the nuclear uprest. <laughs> um, do, do we want to say anything about um, playing this game? Like, how it feels? It feels good to play. I mean, yeah, yeah. I wish the shooting was a little bit smoother. Fallout 4 has spoiled me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, beyond I, that, I don't really have anything to say. The, the limitations of when it was made aren't aren't, like I said, aren't bad enough for my modern sensibilities. And there's enough in it that I haven't done. But part of it is, like, uh, the way I play it is polished, is maybe the word I want to use to a certain degree, where um, there's things that this game does very badly in the way you interact with the world and move around it. And I've played this game enough times that I I don't try to do those, I don't attempt anymore. Oh. And, and, like, don't fuck around with them. Can you give me an example? Um, like, just trying to, like, platform around, trying to get on top of something. Oh, that was one thing I wanted to say. There are a lot more invisible walls in this game than I remember. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, a lot. Yeah, like, plenty. a lot. Like, it was a lot of times where I'd be like, I'm gonna go over this bluff. And the game would be like, no, you're not. And I'm like, bitch, I have console commands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going over this bluff. And then you get halfway through the bluff and you're like, nothing up here is modeled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if, you, if you go, if you use TCL to go up where the invisible walls won't let you, you're not going to like what you find. No. There, there's one where... Um, the walls are trying to protect you. There's one where it lets you into the Yucca Mountain nuclear storage facility, 
and there's there's like an exit to it that you're not supposed to be able to get to and if you do you're trapped in this little hole you can't jump out of and it's incredibly radioactive <laughs> that's so like you fucking get what you deserve if you TCL into that that's great I, I don't remember where it which is which is like totally perfect for that setting oh sure yeah, yeah. that plays a fucking nightmare um yeah, like, in the past, there's been some, like, a handful of, like, little quality of life mods I used, but I didn't, like, use any of it this time. I was um, surprised how much I didn't want to mod it once I got in it. The The only mod I still universally recommend to everybody is there's a mod... I didn't bother getting it this time, although I thought about it the whole time. There's a mod where anytime your karma changes, um, it hides the notifications from that. Right. Um, so that the only way you'll be aware of your karma is if you go look at it. Which I like because it creates a sense of ambiguity about the morality. It system. allows you to live your character yeah. instead of and and, it, and like there's um there's a there's a, a type of player or a type of approach when playing these games of like I'm gonna play the good character. Oh no, I did a bad thing. I should load mm. type thing or or oh I got negative karma for that. Oh I I won't do that again. You know like like it. it it, it, it like even just the notifications are like a little like Pavlovian a uh, tiny little nun wrapping signal. you on the fingers with a ruler. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I, I always like the mod that just gets rid of that. Like if you truly are the type of person who's going to steal all that guy's purified water when he's not looking, that's the person you are, man. Yeah, yeah. So and, for, and and, so and for, being allowed by the game to live with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, uh, the. There's a weird noise that plays when I steal stuff. I'm not really sure what's going on. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, that's just the noise that plays when I steal stuff. It's weird. <laughs> Morality hit. And sometimes when you kill Caesar's Legion guys, it goes boing yeah. afterwards. It's, yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. Do we want to talk about uh, Obsidian at all? Uh, oh, we love you. We love you. <laughs> I hope Microsoft doesn't ruin you. Yeah, they, they got bought by Microsoft. I recently. hope. I hope they make a Pillars Three. That's yeah. that's my hope for the world. Hey, put that on your vision board, guys. Um, yeah. Does anyone have anything they'd like to say about Fallout New Vegas in the Fallout New Vegas episode? It's still good. If you haven't played it, you should. It was incredibly engrossing, and I mm -hmm. did not... I uh, forgot how much it grabs you. Yeah. Even when I know what it's doing. Yeah, it sucked me in. <laughs> yeah, I, I played like 100 hours of it or something. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, probably not that much. I think I put like 20 to 30 in. I put a lot in. I don't know what my number was to start. Alright, well... Put a nail in that coffin. Um, I have an announcement. Yeah, yeah. I no longer wish to say the name Todd Howard. Yeah, yeah. I am going to say from now on the name Peter Molino. Yeah, we're, we're retiring the, the Todd Howard Award. And no, replacing no, it. it you, well, so you had nothing to do with this decision. Oh, this is all me. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, the in fiction is is that it's all me, but what really happened? No uh, I don't know. I I I, brought up, I I felt really uncomfortable with the award because there's like there's a certain type of toxicity on the internet directed at Todd Howard currently. Yeah, yeah, and um, I we don't want to be part of that. Yeah, we don't want to be a part of that. Like, like we 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 don't. We, we have gripes about some of his games, but, like... Well, I mean, we got beef with Todd Howard because he does things to IPs we like that yeah. we don't like. But, but we don't, but that's, we that's don't the agree long... with the death threats and yeah, things that are happening. that's the long yeah. and the short like, of it. No, one, like, hey, no Todd one deserves Howard, to die for their business decisions in Todd, gaming. Todd Howard... I, I mean, like, so for me, the, the ideal would be that Todd Howard starts doing his job the way I'd like him to do it, mm -hmm. right? Not that he dies. That he reacts right? to the situation <laughs> accordingly instead of... Right, because I'd love for Starfield to be a fun game yeah. to play. 
And I'd love for Starfield to stop having the same pitfalls all the games. But we pitched Peter Molyneux as a replacement, and that felt better. Yeah. Um, because because Peter Molyneux. Yeah, he, he. I don't know. Like I, I kind of love Peter Molyneux and his games, and I love the way he swings for the fences. Yeah. Um, but also, I, he did this to himself. I absolutely love that about him, but also like. Peter Molyneux deserves to be fucking razzed for this. But it, shit it feels like a less cynical and mean way to express the style icon yeah. that we were using before. I really like without that term. bringing in the awful things associated with Randy right. Pitchford. Right, right, right. Yeah, like that's chi- all we need to say about him today. Like child porn. That's all we need to say about him today. <laughs> like going to medieval times. <laughs> Did he go to Medieval Times? Was that's, that... that's where he lost that thumb drive. <laughs> he Yo. lost the child porn, like, financials drive at yeah. Medieval Times. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. Also, what was the other one? What? The, he's getting sued for $12 million. Or no, no, he, it was that he embezzled Oh, he embezzled million. $12 million No, it wasn't company. that he embezzled it. It was that uh, the publisher gave it to, like, Take-Two gave it to him instead of the company. And that that qualifies as wage theft because it was an advance on royalties. Also, the company lawyers are saying, that's absurd. So we'll see how this all shakes out. I just think it's really funny. That's medieval I just like that I said fuck Randy Pitchford a few years ago and I was right. Like, I'm wallowing in this. No one ever said you were wrong. I know, but like, I'm I'm feeling good I was ahead of the curve here. Okay. You you weren't. You were just more adamant about it. Fuck that dude. Uh, speaking of court cases, we're excited about seeing the documents from <laughs> <laughs> Alex's Jones's and uh, oh. Infowars's financials uh, oh. are going to be available to the public. Oh, they're available, yeah, for the discovery phase. Because they were, the yeah, because they were they were in the discovery against the uh, with the the lawsuit um, put up put the, forth that just won by the Sandy Hook victims' families. Yeah, good for them. Uh, good for them. Anyway, how many Peter Molinos does this game get? Ooh, um. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think any. One. You know, like, maybe one. I one. don't know. One. Because there's, there's definitely West Side, like, is a thing. There's, where... Yeah, I mean, I mean the, like, the, the, there's there's quite easily just, like, there there's things in the game that are a reality of, like, the game having to be released. Like, like Caesar's Legion, for example, is, like, vastly underdeveloped compared to the amount of quests you can do in the name of the NCR. For sure. And then, you know, I think that's just a product of, like, and, and theoretically, it should be 50-50, right? Yeah, like, well, yeah, if they're meant to be, like, a, a, a genuine choice right, right. at I the think, end of the I game. think this game gets a non-zero amount of rewards on the on based on the fact that the game was not half-baked, but under-baked, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay. like okay. The, a big part of the reason we don't have a New Vegas 2 is because of the review score, and the review score was because of the bugs, Yeah, mostly on console. So I, I I think that needs to be reflected somewhere in the Not Real Game Awards, but I don't know exactly where that goes. And I think that Peter Molyneux is a good place for that to live. It's not right. living up to its promises. In um, and and I think that a one or a two does that. I, I I'll go for a one. Okay. I can do one. All right. Yeah. Um, Brandon Show. Um, I don't know. Are there any like fiddly bits in this? Like, uh, what do you mean? Like. Like non non gameplay necessarily really like for me the Brandon Chung style guide is the tea scene in in um, Wolfenstein okay. how the how the tea moves and it's got oh, its own sure. fucking tech um, and then and then the whole scene is just hot tea tech <laughs> the whole scene is fucking fluff right it's all just to 
build the setting, the only, right? The only example I can think of something like that is in Honest Hearts. When you first meet Joshua Graham, he's like in this cave. Oh yeah, and he's just like put the guns with a, the... with a lantern, and he's like he has like this improbably large pile of Colt 1911s, <laughs> and he's like checking his entire dialogue. He's taking one, clearing it. Fixing it up, putting it in the yeah, next and pile, it, and stack. the piles never change size yeah, yeah. in a video game ass no, way. But, but he, he has this great little animation yeah. that he does while he's doing. Okay, so it. so these things definitely exist. I I, I want to give that scene a Brendan <laughs> Chung award, but I don't want to give the rest of the Fallout New Vegas. I one. think a one is fair. Then okay. I was gonna say a two because I feel like. There's other there's other spots where where fiddly little things that like the entire dialogue with Chief Hanlon is completely skippable and almost non quest related except for the the tiny little dialogue quest you do where you keep him from shooting himself. Uh, right, cowboy like, robot who pulls you out of the ground sways like no other Securitron when he's talking to you. There's little details. There's little things. Oh, so okay. it's like a one or a two. I'm feeling I think one. I'm, okay, we're on a one. All right, there we go. Uh, Nina, Nina Freeman. Uh, it's not like that. Well, <laughs> any feelings derived from this game aren't like that. I no, don't think the no, game meant for me to have them. No, so there are certain times when certain NPCs say certain things, like Boone's Quest, where he's mm -hmm. talking about Red Rock Canyon, mm -hmm. and you go there, and some of the things he says to you, and some of the things he says about like having to shoot his wife mm -hmm. and stuff like that, I get a little verklempt. I get a little emotional. About those things, okay. Um, and so I, I want to put forth a one, but I'm I'm feeling that I'm going to be overwhelmed on this one. So I I, I don't really have any comparable experience. I don't okay. think it's intentional and and in the critical path in the way I would I would describe the Nina Freeman stuff I've agreed on before. Okay. All right. Um, you you can avoid the feelings. <laughs> 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 you can skip past the feelings in a way that I. I wasn't allowed to in other situations. Quick question. Does this game slap? Does this game sniff its own asshole? How many Simon Vicklins does it get? Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like two or three. I'm three. I'm three. Yeah. The radio. The fucking, the... Like the Fallout weapons alone. Yeah. Like it just. There's the radio, a... all the callbacks. Mick and uh, Ralph sold me a katana, okay? <laughs> I'm just like yeah. putting that out there. Uh, the, I think the courier system is a really good addition to the Wasteland as an idea. Sure. Like, as a function, I think yeah, that's yeah, really I mean, good. Yeah, yeah, settlements need shit. Yeah, um, I think, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's, like, on-brand in this game that, that works. Okay. I have a weird question. Yeah? How many J.A. Sawyer's this game get? Oh, uh, it gets five. It gets five? It gets five? That's I think it's five, yeah. super weird. Ah, uh, weird how'd that happen? Oh, my God. Yeah, what? Let's not justify Who that at that? all. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos? I don't know. Zero. Yeah. Well... I think Mr. House is where Jeff goes. No, because, okay, so for, so for me, it's the development of the game. It's the fact that Bethesda has this, they have the property, mm -hmm. and they're like, we made Fall 3, and it was so good, and we want to cash in on that more, so let's hire a third party. So, hey, you guys did this before, right? Yeah, you guys did this before, and you have yeah. this, like, half-finished game. Why don't you guys just, and so from there, there's sort of, like, a cynicism to it, but then from Obsidian's perspective, it's like, well, you get to finish the game. And, and you it's never... very, very, like... For them, it's coming home, right? Right, right. You know, like, very... for, for, from the Obsidian perspective, it's very not. But from the Bethesda perspective, this is very much like a, let's just have free well, money. I think it's right? in the execution, too. I think there's the, there's the care that mm -hmm. needs to be there on the Obsidian side that, that makes me not give a shit about 
the business angle. Sure. Okay. So zero. About. Okay. Yeah. I just want I, um, I wanted to have that discussion. That's it, all. It, this game does not feel like a cash grab the way Bethesda treats it. Right. Right. The, right. the yeah. product doesn't end up that way. Hey, this is this is I. Mm, I could maybe Tarn Adams. Tarn Adams. Mm, what do you think? I mean, there's like interacting stuff in this game. Not. Much. I can't do everything to everything though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. I, I constantly had a problem because I played Fallout. That's going to be a touchstone for me. Can I do everything to everything? Yeah, um, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, that one just kind of came out. Yeah. Um, I can't. can't there's your everything. There's hole. assets in this game. You blasted it. That are assets in Fallout Four that yeah. are like updated. Yeah. That you can pick up. That you can use for shit because of Fallout Four's like systems. Mm-hmm. So like every time I played Fallout Four like six months ago before we played this, and every time I saw a desk fan. I was like, you'll grab that. It's got screws in it in my head. Right? I did that for like 10 minutes. And, and, and like, I, I found that like echoing too yeah. long in this game because they didn't fucking change the way the fans looked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they haven't changed the way the fans looked in 10 years in a way that's well, like. I think it's intentional because they're from the same apocalypse. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get that. Like, but it, it did this weird Although, thing. But it apes everything that Obsidian does. So. Yeah. yeah. Jake Solomon? I was only frustrated once, and I should tell this story on air before we move on. When I did the Legatlanius fight, I did it melee, and when you kill him, people come in behind you with assault rifles and try to kill you. Um, And Cannibal Johnson had come in with me. None of the other Enclave soldiers did. And the the Caesar Legion down in the pit where Cannibal Johnson was hanging out very quickly overwhelmed him and stole his minigun and were using it against me. And I had to do more drugs than I'd ever done before to defeat them. <laughs> I think that's actually a beautiful uh, character culmination. Because uh, you're definitely a melee guy jamming drugs in your system to murder everyone. Yeah. And that this is like the crescendo moment and you have to do more drugs but it than was you've ever done after before. after I beat the final boss. <laughs> the minions who came in with assault rifles were more of a problem simply I, because they had more. I appreciate but it was this, like more like kind of a negative of what you were saying earlier. Yeah, I but. appreciate this in a Lisa narrative context. Right. <laughs> but it was like like losing Cannibal Johnson. I was like, no! Yeah. It no, been, I reloaded that fight a few But that's times why Jake Solomon, like... Died. It would have been really funny if you were too stoned to talk to General Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> if it was like coming down off Psycho and it was like, well, yeah. robots. Well, you, you remember what happened? Your pooper. Remember yeah. what happened to me in Fallout 1 when I fought the Master? Is I took a bunch of Psycho right before going <laughs> yeah. to talk to him. Oh, so your int's like super low? Yeah. yeah. So, so like I literally couldn't speak to him. You're like, uh, <laughs> What a great systems like interaction. Fucking yeah. Mango from SNL. Yeah, yeah. Like, that that interaction in Fallout 1, that's a Tarn Adams one. Yeah. Or Mr. Peepers. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Peepers. Yeah. They feel the same. I understand the confusion. Yeah, Chris Kattan is a real one-trick pony. Um, He's a real so, quirky Romano. How... <laughs> I'm sorry. How many Jake Solomons? You take the win out of my sale. Uh, I don't know. I don't got anything for it. Me neither. Yeah. Cardboard computers. Uh, I give it like a in one. the DLC there's some stuff there's some weird yeah. in yeah. this game for the sake of weird that I can give it a one I think Dead Money and Honest Hearts has the most cardboard computers I, I, I think also just some there, there's some of the random encounters or not random but like the the encounters like you'll, the one-offs the yeah. one-offs you'll find out in the desert yeah. like like evoke a feeling from like the just the idea of like running into a dude sitting under a billboard playing a guitar or whatever with a revolver in his guitar uh, the yeah. 
the ghoul cult. Oh, the bright followers. The bright followers feel like the glowing skeleton guys in my brain. Like <laughs> yeah, they kinda, okay. They kind of match. There's a, there's a, if there's a Venn diagram, yeah, the circles like are covering each other. There's some overlap bit. with the glowing yeah. alcohol. We skeletons. don't know what those. We don't know. What oh man, I got I got a cardboard computer story actually. Uh, can we give us a number before you? I, I like okay. one. Yeah, one? Like, yeah, one's fine. One. Okay, I was going to argue for two, but anyway, it's your story. So, a cardboard computer has a Patreon. Okay. Um, because they sold Kentucky Route Zero like five years ago. Oh. For twenty dollars. Right. Um, and like they're that hurts my heart every been, time you say it. They've been in development for for years and years, and it's been difficult for them to like stay afloat. Yeah, weird. Like buying food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or and so they they opened a Patreon. I was like, hey, if you want to support Cardboard Computer, you can. And there's like some perks of it, like I can join their like I so I support them because uh, I like Cardboard Computer a lot. Full disclosure. Yeah, Owen yeah. is a supporter of. Yeah, um, but like apparently one of the perks, and I didn't pay too close attention to the perks because I just want to support them, is that they will mail me postcards, um, <laughs> and like some of them like aren't even clear who they're from or what they are. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about this. Like you just got a letter, like a postcard. Or there's from a po- the there's mail. a postcard on it that says like to Owen or resident. And I was like, okay, this is like probably some junk mail. And it's just a black postcard, and it's got this like enigmatic symbol on it. <laughs> And I got it in the mail, and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> there was a Steam game I, I like bought the weird on, energy a, nature of this. on a sale, which is which is a game that is an ARG. And when you start playing the game, it's like, hey, can we mail you stuff? Oh, sure. Can we call you? Yeah. Can we do other stuff? It asks for permission to allow you to do this. Yeah, it That's asks, great. like, what level of depth of ARG do you want? And and it's, uh, it's like a, a Illuminati game. I think it's called The Black Doctrine. Okay. And so they'll like they'll email you, they'll send you letters, and they'll phone call you, and I think they'll do more if you give them more money. But, okay. <laughs> um, but it's like it's it's the ARG game, and it like plays in seasons. Okay, um, okay. that's cool. And it's supposed to be like you're fighting the Illuminati, or like you are the Illuminati. I don't remember. But I really like 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 random drips of cardboard computer in your life. Yeah, though. yeah. Like, so, I think that's neat. So but, the other the other one I got is a tourism like. Postcard for the Echo, nice for the under, for the underwater underground river. Oh, nice. So, so anyway, getting a postcard with an enigmatic symbol on oh, it yeah. reminds like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it has a the, the other one has a phone number on it, and if you call it, an automated message will tell you whether or not Kentucky Route Zero Act Five is done. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Probably cheap to set up. I uh, like that. Uh, that's yeah. hilarious. Um, so it's also like low tech enough for what, them. Did we? We did a number one. Um, does this game get a Moira Brown Memorial Award for lost um, content? Mm-hmm. I think it does. I mean, yeah. you can miss a lot. There's of a ton of yeah. stuff you can access. You guys, like when I said West Side, you were like, "What? Huh?" I, even though both of you had been there, it's I, like it's I've been there, but I've never seen that label. I mean, there's it. tons of quests and content that you can miss. There's people you can destroy and 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 ruin quest quest lines. What's that? On the road. What's that design goal from Jay Sawyer that you always like to talk about? Oh, that that uh, that. Uh, Every NPC in the game needs to be able to die the instant he uh, the player has line of sight with them <laughs> and not ruin the game. Which like God, that's so good. It's good, but it also makes like a lot of really silly situations where like at the end of Dead Money, Father Elijah. The only time you see him, he's behind bulletproof glass because you can't kill him for the whole storyline to work. <laughs> um, there's a couple other situations like that. It's like how House always talks to you through the computer. At least until yeah. you get the chance to go see him. I like it because it allows for that that room for my character to accidentally blow someone up and just not have anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah. uh, and, and it also like it creates those weird like accidents and things like that 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 
just wall shit off, and I think that's neat. And it, it, the game does a thing that I I'm not sure how I feel about this. Where like, uh, so I played a lot of the game with Arcade Ganon as a companion. Um, I like him, and also it gives you access to the remnants. Um, oh yeah, but, my conversation with him, I wasn't smart enough to like suss that out, and I'm like, where'd you learn that? And he's like, stuff. Uh, so so he's really so he's really cagey about it in general. Yeah. Um, and there there's certain events where like if you see enough shit, basically you can find like coaxes out of them. But he'll he'll avoid talking about it if you I, ask him. I appreciated yeah, the yeah, back and forth yeah. I had with him that way. I, I like that about him. But uh, like here's an example of a thing that can happen is if Arcade Ganon dies at any point in the game for any reason, if he's your follower and he just gets over his head in combat or something, mm-hmm. it'll just give you a bunch of quest failed notifications for quests you haven't even encountered yet. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 done. And, and so like, and so I, um, on one hand, I appreciate that I won't try and go finish these quests now, but at the same time. The game has, in its own way, told me, like, the person you killed, like, actually matters, right? Which, like, ideally those wouldn't even summon if you didn't know about them. No, like, for that. So, 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 like, I'm about 50-50 on it, of, like, what I, what I, how I feel about it. The type of player I am, I really appreciate that shit. Like, knowing? Yeah. Knowing that you missed it. I really it. appreciate I think that I wish it was a toggleable. That's, yeah. I think that's the, the sweet spot on what yeah. we're talking about yeah, here. Yeah, because I think I would turn it off for the most part. Um, so, so I'm the guy who, I haven't watched the last episode of Futurama because I need there to be more Futurama in the world. Mm -hmm. Like I had this moment when I went back to Batman, the animated series and I realized I'd seen every episode and I was like a little, sure. Like, oh, there's not more. So I did that. Like I purposefully done that with like the last season of Futurama in general, I think at this point, but, but like, that's the video game equivalent of like knowing there's more magic in that game. Mm-hmm. That I just haven't found is awesome. Yeah. Like golden toilet skull. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, so is there anything you want to nominate specifically to receive a golden toilet skull? Was there a part in the game? <laughs> I think all the all the unique weapons being like sprinkled in weird places counts. Like. Well, so the thing we were talking about is, is like, the golden... When we talked about the... Uh, when, when we did our end-of-year stuff, mm-hmm. Golden Toilet Sp- Skull is supposed to be an eye-rolling example of okay. environmental storytelling. No, that's fair. Um, I don't the, know I have one, The then. Indiana Jones hat in the refrigerator is the only example I can Ooh, think of. okay, okay. Um, I ran into a park ranger hat in Honest Hearts that did that. Like, of course there is, like... But other than that, I, I mean, I, I could go either way on it, honestly. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a no, but I'm, I'm not too heavy on it. But because, like, I, I think they show a bit of restraint in New Vegas. I mean, especially with Wild Wasteland being uh, an optional. Thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, but in all of that is, is, is I, I feel like the stuff in Wild Wasteland is e- even different from what the Golden Toilet Skull is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, you know, because that, that stuff that's like... It's intentional. It, it's intentional. It, it's it's being silly. Yeah, I'm going to go with no. I can go with no. Okay. Well, good job. You you beat your older brothers, New Vegas. Because Fallout 1 and 2 did not... Yeah. Pass that test. Yeah, yeah. Fallout 1 and 2. <laughs> okay. There's definitely some um, toilet skull material. So, uh, I'm going to... So, we normally have a segment right here where we're done talking about the game. And it's called the... Video game issues slash wish a game was different. I'm adding a new slash today. I'm actually, and this is a, one of my favorite new YouTubers, Nakey Jakey. He has a series called Games That Should Bang. 
Um, and so do you guys have, oh, and you had one earlier, which is, you, you could, you could say it again. It was Final Fantasy Tactics and Pokemon. Oh yeah. 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 Just like, just like a normalized Pokemon game, except that like when you're in a battle, you actually have like a isometric view and can position your Pokemon like they're a squad. And viewers, I know that there is a game that's kind of like this. But it's not what I want. But it's the but that game sucks. Yeah. So shut up. The, the Pokemon Nobunaga's Revenge or send, whatever. Send your complaints to shutup at gmail.com. Because that's not our email address, and we won't have to read them. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> uh, I, I I nominate uh, previously mentioned Spider Man Snap. <laughs> oh yeah, in games. Oh I wish yes, would bang. Spider Man Snap. <laughs> uh, I, I still give me pictures of Sp- yeah. <laughs> Spider Spider Man Snap colon give, give me pictures, pictures of Spider Man. Yeah, no, that game still like echoes in my brain every yeah. now and then, like when I'm driving or whatever. I'm like, that needs to be a thing. Like, that'd be a good game. I think that would be an excellent DLC to that Spider-Man game that exists. <laughs> oh, I think they'd be selling it short to make it a DLC. Yeah. Because you gotta... you're not playing as Spider-Man, remember? You're right. Like, it needs to be like a tongue-in-cheek indie game, right? Yeah. Like, it needs to be just there enough. Like, uh, that... like Sonic Dreams Collection? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, why? Why? <laughs> where can they find us? Um, if you want to send us... Game codes and manifestos and corrections and feedback, you can contact us at badplaceisleatgmail.com. Or, for a slightly, probably quicker interactive experience on Twitter, we're at badplaceisleat. Yeah. Probably right. quicker. Depends on if we're working. Yeah. <laughs> and we are not it. giving out a chicken hat. Yeah, zero chicken Where hats. Where are we at with chicken hats this season? Is I think I have one and a half. I have one in a tiebreaker. Still happening? Yeah. We're at one point infinite. For yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're... And then we're We're all coming s- up on the end. We're at yeah. like 38 or this something. This is 8 or 9. I don't remember. And then, um, what are we playing next week? Uh, Matt, that's a good question. Matt, I have the answer for you. And this is slightly related to a recurring feature on our show, which is virtual reality. We're going to be playing a game that has both a virtual reality and non-virtual reality component to it. Um, is Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, uh, okay. which apparently has a VR mode, and I'm going to play it in VR. Keenan, are you going to play it in VR? I might check that out, since it's apparently quite a short game. It's it's only like six or seven hours, so okay, cool. it shouldn't be that much of a problem. And then, Owen, are you going to play it in VR, do you think? Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. I've been meaning to get my headset out. I uh, Oh, I bought a new game for my VR headset. Oh. Budget Cuts is out. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it I've been release. like tempted to just slide that into your Steam account because I want to play it. The, the full release is out and it was like half off on the winter sale, so oh, yeah. I bought it and yeah. I haven't played it yet. I have a couple other VR things I haven't played yet that I bought. I bought the DLC for Bridge Crew that makes it Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, yeah. Fight the Borg. I almost bought you Budget Cuts for Christmas, Matt, but that felt really like disingenuous when I'm going <laughs> to buy it for you and then, this is for me. and then demand your headset. Like, that didn't feel right, so I didn't. I mean, for Christmas, that would have been awful, but any other time. Yeah, no, like, for, yeah. for fuck you, it's January, yeah. I can do that. Oh, fuck you, it's January? <laughs> fuck you, it's January? Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite holiday. Anyway. Uh, I'm at my new job, and we have a board up that tells you, like, birthdays in January. It's yeah. January! And my brain immediately, when I saw the Jan- it's January slide, was just like, Oh, yeah, fuck you, it's January. <laughs> Half of the, or Red Letter Media has a higher ratio of funny to not funny moments than Mad TV ever did, but it's pretty similar. 
Yeah. And also, it's the same level of, this is not funny at all. This is not funny at all. Oh, what the fuck? My sides exploded in I am, space. I am consuming it at the same rate I consumed bad TV. Right. Which is when my friends are watching it. Right. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> anyway. Shout out to Will Sasso, though. You deserve better. Yeah. I mean, I think he's doing fine. He, um, he was the best part of... He was the best part of Super Troopers 2. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I still okay. I might, I might have to see it for that. I gotta check that out. I want to see what modern Will Sasso's doing. And then, okay, so this is the last part of the show. The best part of the show. <laughs> the part you've all been waiting for. Owen. What's up? What's Sam Fisher doing this week? Is he uh, versus Fallout or the Courier? Uh, Sam Fisher's been shot in the head by Benny. Um, mm-hmm. and is walking the wasteland and probably killing everyone that he comes into contact yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. sneaking guns are very powerful. Well, not everyone he comes in contact with, but, like, he, like... He has his own sense of justice. I yeah, mean, yeah, he's... Really, like, he probably got Boone. He's probably hanging out with Boone. <laughs> I think Boone and him, like, really... Yeah. Um, you shot your wife. That sucks. Is is Sam a sneak melee guns character? I, I think he's a... a I, I don't think the melee, honestly. Do you think he just has a takedown I, I, mod? I, I think, uh, well, no, because I, I think sneaking with guns is already is, is so powerful. Oh, yeah, ludicrously powerful. Um, that he doesn't need melee. Like, like anyone who uses melee in Fallout New Vegas is just doing it because they like okay. doing it. That's fair. And, like, or my, because they want to. My experience of Sam Fisher is a lot of grab a dude, choke him out. And yeah, it's going to be him running but... around with a sounds 10mm pistol. Yeah, and, and that's fair. Just <laughs> blasting dudes in the head. He'll upgrade to a 12 when he can. And, um, he'll yeah. probably do the independent New Vegas ending. He'll probably do fine, you know, like yeah. as the Lord of Vegas. Yeah. Alright. How do you think he deals... I got, I have additional questions. How do you think he deals with the boomers? The boomers? Yeah. Uh, probably doesn't deal with them. He just leaves them alone? Yeah. Oh, I think the man. one thing Sam Fisher is afraid of are explosions. Okay. Well, also, like, they don't do anything. Like, like, like if you don't do anything with the boomers, mm-hmm. they're they, just there. They don't do anything to you. There's, there's no reason to go fuck with them unless you, you want something from them. You literally have to storm into their base. Right. Right. You literally have to well, for you, them to be mad or You literally have to do turbo and run past all the explosions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I made a lot of turbo. So. Uh, oh, man. I <laughs> I was doing that side quest in the boomers where there's this dude who's like, oh, I look at this girl through my binoculars all the time. <laughs> You know, I, I know how this ends. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> or, 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 or or what is it? So, what is the quest exactly? It's like so. I see, I see this girl through the binoculars, and I think sometimes she's looking at me. Can you go check her out? She yeah, works yeah, for the yeah. Crimson Caravan. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you go to the Crimson Caravan, and I like tell her, and then like just because I'm a dipshit, just completely forgot. That, like, she can't just go to the boomers on her own. <laughs> so she just ran up to the place and got shelled to death. Okay. The doctrine blew, ruined his love. That's a fucking Tarn Adams moment. Yeah. I, ha- I have multiple other questions. <laughs> how does Sam deal with the Brotherhood? What do you think? How do you think he... I think that base is designed for him as a level. Well, so so first of all, I bet he agrees with the 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 dum-dums in the brotherhood. Okay. With uh, is it Harden? But do you think he even cuz like for me what happened with the brotherhood was the brotherhood I ran into one of their patrols and I killed all of them. And so the next time I went into one of the bunkers, a guy came out and he goes, you're going to put all your weapons in this bucket or I'm going to ventilate you with this Gauss rifle. Sure. And I was like, okay. So do you think like that's what happened? And he's just like, fuck that. And just ventilates that dude or like what? No, no, I, I, I bet he would, he would, 
he would be down with the Brotherhood isolationists. And okay. be like, no, like, you should stay in your bunker with all your guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> okay. Don't um, worry about it. I'll go deal with it. So yeah. How do you think he feels about um, uh, the, the White Glove Society? I, I I think like I I, I I say as someone who's only played one Splinter Cell game. <laughs> That's the part I love about this. Well, I'm asking not just you, but levels. I'm asking I'm asking like you get to set the scene, and obviously your word is, is like law here because you sure. pick the game. But like Keenan can weigh in as well as the Sam Fisher. Expert I don't know. I um, probably kill all the great cons, but I think I think yeah, I think it's all uh, it all but comes basically, down to basically. Uh, I'm I'm asking you all the questions that Yes Man would ask Sam. Okay. I think about all these. Things, I think so. Sam builds himself like a volatility matrix in his head, and he removes anyone below a certain th- or above a th- certain threshold. Okay, so who who's above that threshold? Um, like is is the enclave above that threshold? Definitely. Okay. Although maybe Sam is an enclave guy, right? Because that's my thing is it, it like, is the legitimate yeah. U.S. government. So would he be just like I have a boner immediately and I have to do everything you say because you're the enclave? Like what? Sam's problematic when it comes to political problems. So here's the thing, though, is the, the, the Enclave remnants, like, are not in any way apparent. Like, the only way you even learn that they're Enclave remnants is if you hang out with Arcanon enough. Right. You know, and, like, go down that whole quest line. I would bet he probably doesn't even cross paths with them. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think Sam might buddy up with the NCR, if I'm being honest. Okay. I think he needs a certain amount of order. Yeah, okay. Um, I- I'm swayed by that. Especially so since, like, like, he and Boone are definitely going to peanut butter each other's jelly. Like, so, it's, it's like, so it's like personal liberty, capitalism, uh-huh. and, yeah. and overwhelmingly, like, like gear-stuck mm-hmm. bureaucracy. It's like, that's his jam. Yeah. Um, and also, like, Boone and him are a perfect team because he sneaks in and knifes someone while Boone shoots everyone else. <laughs> like, it's, it's a thing. Yeah, man. Now I want to play like a in, in, like a relationship between Sam Fisher and Boone that's like in the video game, similar to the relationship between um, uh, this snake, the head horn snake, mm. and the quiet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Big, uh, bo- big boss. Well, I'm talking about, no, uh, talking about snake. Yeah, I'm talking about Punish not snake. Ahab. Yeah, not Ahab. <laughs> Moby Dick. It's talking about Ishmael. Um. <laughs> yep. Okay. Bye, everybody. Hopefully, it sent you a sack. my good friend Benjamin Busey. You can find his SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash basicbenji206.